We talking about practice. This is the hottest sports show that's not a sports show. Let's have a conversation. Conversation. What up, world? Welcome to Talk About Practice, a sports show that's not just a sports show, but where we sit down and have conversations with compelling people. I'm your host, the Almighty Murs. Shouts to our sponsor, Sauce, where the drip is different. Uh, you can find cannabis supplies in three states, Nevada, California, and Massachusetts. Check your local dispensaries or visit their site, sauce.supply. They got a bunch of cool shit. Um, today, we got a dope-ass episode. I promise. I promise. I know my guy right here for... For several years, mm-hmm. uh, head coach of Pinecrest Sloan Canyon Girls Basketball, also the head coach for Las Vegas Storm National Team. Uh, he's a former pro basketball player. He also trains and develops athletes, all ages, even pros themselves. Uh, former Nevada Wolfpack basketball alum, father, Oakland, California native. North makes Oakland. In North Oakland? North Oakland. North Oakland, my fault. North Oakland, California native. Make some noise for my boy, Coach Shay Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? That's some fun. Yes, sir. Yes, how you been, man? You good? I'm always good. I, I can't complain about anything. Let's so get it. That's yeah. just me. That's, I mean, I know we just talked earlier. That's mm-hmm. exactly what you said. Did you do anything this summer? Because I know you travel, bro. Um. Yeah, we we had a, a tournament run. Um. So we hit Chicago and... Um, Orlando this year, which was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, went out to Phoenix and did Dallas in the spring. Um, very interesting summer, um, but it was a good summer nonetheless. Yeah. And then I, I don't have a lot of personal time, but I, I can't say I was recently in Puerto Rico, so that was good. Fire. I'd never been there. What was it like? It was decent. Yeah. Like, I had, I had a good time. I went for yeah. my birthday, so it was straight. Okay, dope, mm-hmm. dope. Which birthday's what, in June? August 15th. August. Oh, oh yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. I'm way off, man. Shit, happy belated birthday, man. Appreciate it, appreciate um, it. What's, uh, what's your favorite thing about Puerto Rico? Um, I, I don't know. I've been falling in love with just places that have yeah. actual culture. Yeah. Uh, so going out there and just catching the vibe out there and just seeing how people move out there was pretty dope. So anything culture-related where it's, you know, we're kind of in Vegas where there's not a ton of that other yeah. than the gambling nightlife scene, but... Um, that part of it was pretty dope. Yeah. And the food was amazing. Everywhere I ate was. What's a, what's like a, uh, I can't even think of Puerto Rican food. Like what's, is it more like Caribbean style? Is yeah, it it's a, it's a, it's a, I want to say it's a Caribbean Hispanic style yeah. of food, uh, but it's good. They do a good job with flavors and, you know, a lot of chicken, a lot of beef, a lot of pork, same as anywhere else, but right. just small details, a lot of rice, um, but every, everything was really, really good, yeah. though. Yo, excuse my um, my ignorance. I actually have no idea where Puerto Rico is. <laughs> on, like It's it's like southeast of Florida. Like, I know it's, yeah. So yeah. it's like a, is it a Caribbean island? Um, Do they consider it that? Or? Got me there. Let's let's just say, yeah. 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 I'm going to just say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't know. It ain't too far yeah. from the DR. Yeah. Um, so it's all in that St. Thomas area. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Is it, because uh, I know it's like a, I'm asking you, like, you know everything about politics in Puerto Rico, but um, I know it's like a, it's a U.S., mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know. Territory. Yeah, it's a yeah, yeah. territory. Mm-hmm. Is is like, uh, what are the laws like? You Obviously, you could drink out there. Yeah, no, it's- Is weed it's, legal and shit or what? It might be. I don't yeah. dabble, so I don't know, but yeah. uh, it might be. It's a U.S. territory. Um, they spend dollars out there, so I would assume it's- not too different than what it is here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it, man. 
Your son's hooping for San Diego State. Mm-hmm. How's it going? How's it going to look for him this year, man? Um, he has a great opportunity to get a lot of good things done. Yeah. Um, he had a, a I wouldn't say a a hard first two years, but it's a process. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of figuring it out, and we had a, re- a lot of really good conversations over the summer about just being mentally prepared. Yeah. Because that's usually the hardest adjustment for kids going to college is just being mentally ready. Um, so I think, um. He should be ready to go and, right. and have some impact for them. Um, they have a good core coming back, so I don't know if they're going to make it to the national championship again, but I, I know um, with the coaching staff they have there and the guys that are returning, um, they should be all right. But for him, um, it's a really good opportunity for him to step in and do some good things. So I'm looking forward to him getting a lot of time on the floor, and he's pretty excited about it too. Did he talk to you about his experience uh, at the Final Four? Making yeah, up he there, was just the whole. Tournament. He was just soaking it all in. Yeah. Um, obviously, he wanted to to contribute a lot more. Yeah. Um, but like I kind of explained to him, you, you can't be mad with the situation. Like they, everything they did or didn't do, allowed them to make it to the national championship. So uh, he understood that um, when the season ended. So he enjoyed it. Um, obviously, he wanna he wants to get back so he can get out there and mm-hmm. and perform at a high level, but. Uh, he had a good experience, and you know he he kind of sees that what what that looks like. Right. So, like I said, hopefully he's a lot more prepared and ready to go, and and can kind of make some things happen for him. So. Yeah, that's dope, man. Because um, I mean, he's what's like six ten. I think yeah, I was he's, reading. He's taller he's, than me now. Crazy. That's crazy. on camera, so it's true. But yeah, he's tall, <laughs> he's taller than me now. Um, but you know he he's a he's a a really good athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a high basketball IQ, um, so he just got to put it together. Yeah. What's your thoughts on this? Because, like, obviously the transfer portal has been, like, a big topic of discussion since it started, like, several mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, he, obviously he's still playing at San Diego State, so mm-hmm. you had those conversations with him. Like, did he ever come to you like, man, I don't know if I want to be here. I'll I, go somewhere I can no, play we, more or he, what? he never said that, and I, I don't think okay. it even really crossed his mind. Yeah. Um, but – just talking to other people around it that don't really understand the situation. Yeah. Um, they returned a defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, he came back for his post-grad year. He won defensive player of the year again. And like I said, they the lineup they had or the groups that they had in rotation allowed them to play in a national championship. Yeah. So where would you go? Right. Is what I tell other people. Like, what, what situation do you think would be better? He's still young. Um turns 20 in a, a week or so, so he's he's still really, really young. Yeah. He's in a, a situation where guys can make stuff happen. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a great coaching staff that truly believes in him. Um, it, it just didn't make sense. So yeah. we never really had that conversation about him transferring. It never – I don't I, – I know he was frustrated like any kid would be about not playing, but also just understanding the moment. So, yeah, no, nah, that – not for discussion. It, it just yeah. wasn't a topic of discussion between me and him. Just parents in general. Mm. Sometimes uh, they, you know, in, in the culture now with basketball, I feel yeah. like kids aren't happy with their mm. situation. The first thing they might want to do is leave or go to like another team, have, even at the high school level. I have know? such strong opinions about the transfer portal <laughs> and just not really understanding um, everybody. I, I don't think people really get 
what's required when you go to some of these schools. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people push kids to certain levels that they're truly not prepared for. Yeah. Um, and I think parents do a really good job of being dishonest with their kids. Mm-hmm. And and um, so, yeah, you get put in a situation where you go to a college and your expectations are so high because everybody told you how great you were. Yeah. Um, and then you get there and then there's harsh realities. And um, a lot of it has to do with stuff that goes on in the AAU world. Um, right. So there's a lot of factors, but just understanding how the transfer portal was blown up only lets me know that a lot of people were told one thing, mm-hmm. expecting one thing, and then when they got to the real situation, they weren't mentally prepared for that. And yeah. we're in a world where a lot of kids just don't want to work for anything. Right. So through that, <laughs> you get you get to a school and like they not kissing your ass no more, and yeah. you're you're a freshman, um, and you have to earn everything. It's a it's different and. I don't know. Some parents are okay with letting their kids bounce around. Right. Um, I couldn't see myself being okay with that. Like, you made this decision. Let's figure out a way to make it work. Yeah. And whatever that means or however that looks, just figure it out. Um, and I think for a lot of parents, it's hard to see your kids struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. It's Like I said, I got a lot of strong opinions about the transfer portal. It is what it is. Um, especially with NIL deals now, people are chasing money. So exactly, um, yeah, it's funny. I feel you because I'm. I, I got like, I. It's like two ways for me because uh, I do have like an old, older mentality when it mm-hmm. comes to uh, like sports in general, mm-hmm. um, especially at the, I guess, youth college level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know when you when you get there, or you know we were always taught as kids like. Suck it up, yep. you know, like work hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not happy with your playing time, get in the gym, mm-hmm. you know. Um, if you're not happy with your coach, get to know your coach, like, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Um, and then the other part of me is telling me, like, I do like the fact that kids have the opportunity mm-hmm. to find a better place, mm-hmm. you know, just like if you're at a job, you know yep. what I mean? Like, if you're not happy with your job, you're not happy with the way you're being treated, you have the choice to leave. There's but, definitely both sides of that coin. I, and I and I get that part of it too. Like yeah. I'm pretty sure my scholarship was a guaranteed four years. So I understand the importance of the portal um from a coach's standpoint, because before these coaches were locked in with these kids for four years, right? Yeah. So the portal allowed coaches to have some say on who they want on their roster. Right. But I think a lot of it now is just these kids not necessarily going somewhere where they shouldn't have gone, but just a lot of them get pushed into certain situations. Yeah, true. So I'm, 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 I'm fine with kids who go to certain schools and like, it may not be the right situation or the chemistry with the coach just isn't there. Yeah. Um, or you're just not, you're just not the right fit. I get all that. Um, but I feel like that's, the my the minority in those situations. Yeah, I, I could be wrong. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've talked to kids who've gone through the portal, um, so I know what it looks like and what it can be. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's definitely both sides of the coin. I just think kids, because I always look at it. I guess because I'm a coach now, like no coach wants to lose. No coach wants to have a kid just sitting right on their bench. Mm-hmm. These coaches want to win and their livelihood is on the line. Exactly. Right? It's way different. Yeah. So 
because I look at it that way, I, I'm maybe partial to the coach's point of view, but I, I do know that a lot of kids get pushed into places where they it's not the right fit for them. Yeah. And then they get there and it's like, it's not working out. Right. I understand. You do have to make a move, but a lot of it is, I thought I was this, I get here, I'm that. I don't like that. Yeah. So, I don't know. Do you think, uh, I mean, obviously we know the answer to this, but like, the club team you're playing for, the relationship your head coach has with specific schools. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you're playing for EYBL and you mm-hmm. got the, you know, you're a Nike kid, mm-hmm. so to speak. Obviously, you're probably more leaning towards Nike with the recruits and all that stuff. Is yeah. that one of the big things you think I, is pushing kids to the wrong place? I think before NIL deals, yeah. Yeah. But in, yeah, right now it's like this, the bag. Right now it's just it, yeah. whoever can afford me. Yeah, exactly. Um, but before that, yeah, I think uh, there's a little bit of pressures that come from that. Like when I played, I was on the Adidas circuit. Night EYBL didn't exist when I played. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Adidas circuit at the time was a top circuit. So um, you have conversations with coaches who have programs that were Adidas programs, and you yeah. kind of like you kind of can understand where they're coming from. But uh, before NIL. Yeah, you would have a lot of that, especially on the men's side. There's a mm-hmm. lot of that going on, um, and it's starting to trickle over to the girls' side. But the NIL deals changed everything. Yeah, I feel that, man. Uh-oh. It's crazy what some of these um, kids are making, man. Because mm-hmm. I went to um, – when I went to one of my conferences in Miami, mm-hmm. one of the biggest topics that we were talking about was NIL. Mm-hmm. And it was insane um, how much money some of the top players were receiving – Mm-hmm. It was like, man, what's the point of going pro? Like you could, you for could. Some of, for yeah. some of these kids, like kids are now brands. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, which is weird to think of. Right. Like kids are their own entities. Kids mm-hmm. are their own LLCs, and kids like they have all this stuff going on, and money's just getting thrown at them. Now, again, not every kid, right? Um, but there are a bunch of kids who are put in those situations, and then they get. I guess. With the NIL, you still want to, like, those kids are, are more times than not going to be pros. Right. So they're still looking at that. But life gets a hell of a lot easier when I'm a freshman on campus and I got seven figures in my account. Yeah. Um, 100%. It, like, that's, <laughs> yeah, like, a, that's a different situation. Yeah, you yeah, you can do it for three more years yeah. and get the same bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I know uh, you probably seen it. Uh, it was like a blurb that, that – um, came out last week when USC, uh, Caleb Williams, his mm-hmm. dad was saying, you know, because the Cardinals are trying to tank or whatever. They, they want the first pick. Mm-hmm. But they're not happy if Caleb goes number one to the Cardinals. So his dad's like, well, we don't mind staying another year yeah. to see what the situation's <laughs> like. And you think about it like, well, I get it because he's going to get he's gonna get paid regardless. He doesn't need the money. Well, And before it was, especially in football, was trying to get out as quickly as possible to avoid injury. Exactly. And now these, man, look, I'll be all right. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and if they're smart okay. with their money, man, it could stretch just with the money they make from college. Mm-hmm. It could stretch. So, yeah. yeah, it's definitely, it's crazy how um, NIL has changed, um, just even the recruiting level, mm-hmm. uh, transferring, and uh, the transition from college to pros. Yeah. Um, I want to I want to kind of touch into AAU basketball mm-hmm. and high school basketball, Nevada specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, we both coached in all levels, middle school, yep. high school, club. Um, 
But there's definitely some stigmas with with club ball. I mm-hmm. want to touch on. I've actually always wanted to talk about this publicly, but never really had the platform. Mm-hmm. But now that we're here, I guess we could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing I want to I want to touch on with club basketball is like, what what are you, what's your take on the movement of kids? Just like they're not happy with this team, they're going to another team. Obviously, we talked about it earlier, but like I want to know how you feel. Like, do you even care, or is it like? Like, how do you feel about that in reality? Because I used to get, like, I used to kind of get my feelings about it. Like, man, he leaving. So, like- so this is this is my take on that. And it is what it is, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of programs, um, and I'm, I'm, I try not to talk about other programs. I try, like, I, I, everybody that really knows me knows I just live in my bubble, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm saying this all with a grain of salt. A lot of programs have this my kid mentality, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. This is my kid. I've been with this kid since they were in the sixth grade. Like, that's the mentality. Right. Um, I don't have that mentality. As a coach, as a trainer, I don't have that mentality. Right. Right. I only care about whatever kids are in my gym, and, like, that's it. Kids come and go. Yeah. Right? Um, we've had situations with the program I'm with where like, if you're a guard, we have a ton of guards. We're all fighting for minutes. Right. Right. And the teams that I coach, we're our, our circuit is a little bit different because we try to just play in front of coaches. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I have a 10 kid roster, I'm, I want every kid to have their opportunity. Right. Yeah. Some kids feel like I want to just be on the floor the entire time. I get it. I 1000% understand that doesn't happen. And you're not happy with what you're getting. It is your right as a player and as a parent to pull your kid. Right. If that's the situation. Right. And so in the very beginning of my coaching AU, yeah, it did look like you're being disloyal. Yeah. Right. That's, that's just a natural thing. Um, but as I got into it, I just started to like, it doesn't like, I can't worry about a kid that's not in my gym. Yeah, that's true. So if you're here and you're committed to what we're doing, mm. great. If this is not the place for you, or if you feel like you need to go and make a move, I'm only going to wish you the best. I hope everything that you're looking for outside of these walls work out however you want them to. On the other side of that, there are some kids that just have more. AU jerseys in their closet than necessary. <laughs> and those are the kids that baffle me. Yeah. Right. Because now I'm like, what is it you're looking for? Yeah. We can't please you. Right. No right. one can please you. So in that regard, I get it. But every kid has the opportunity. Every parent, like I'm, I'm the pull your kid advocate. Yeah. Cause I only want people that want to be here. Right. Right. So if it's not the right situation and like, we're not perfect. Um, and I don't think there's no other team is out there. Yeah. I don't think there's any, like, even at the highest level for EYB, like there's so much movement, um, not to know, throw a name, but like, I used to play for the Oakland soldiers. Yeah. Uh, so I, I know the coaches and I keep up with them, but there are kids that would even at, at that level where the soldiers have a national platform, right? They're one of the, Biggest names in terms of AU mm-hmm. 
and kids are bouncing around off of that program. So if right. it's happening at that level, yeah, it's gonna happen anywhere, yeah. right? So it's really you know some kids get it and find their niche. Some parents just find a reason to be upset or if, whatever it is, the business yeah. is bad or what inconsistent. Like I get it, but I've never, I can't say never as, as of late. And I mean like the five last five or six years, I just really if, don't give a fuck. No I more. don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like I only wish you the best. Cause my, my interest is only for, it's really like, I'm so about the kids. It's crazy. Yeah. But like that's all I care about. So if you're cool, if you're with us, cool. If you're not, I'm one of them dudes. Like I'm still gonna high five you. I'm on Instagram. You you get an offer. I'm still gonna repost. Like yeah, I, yeah, I, I noticed that for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't ca- like I don't care. I root for every kid mm-hmm. to make it out of this situation. Earning yeah. a scholarship is really hard. So if you're not getting it with my program and you go somewhere else and you get it, great. Yeah. Congratulations. Like that's all I want for you. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't care. As long as as long as the places they go, now this is different. <laughs> right? As long as the, the programs that they go once they leave my program aren't enticing them, yeah. That's different, right? Because a lot of times they're being dishonest. They don't know that you haven't been in our gym. Right. You haven't come to one practice. You don't know anybody over here. So that's completely different. Right. In terms of programs, just trying to go and poach kids. I'm not cool with that. Yeah. But if a kid goes through that situation and it's it's it doesn't fit or it doesn't work or, you know, we build these rosters and you feel like you should be on this team and we put you on this team and you don't like I get it. Yeah. Make a move. Yeah. And and go somewhere where you can get those minutes you're looking for. Like, I, I want that for you. Yeah. But yeah, nah. <laughs> about a kid leaving, I don't care. But program poaching, yeah, because there's a lot. Here. There's a lot of that shit that goes it's on. It's weird because I hear. I, I <laughs> when we used to be in the circuit all the time, even before we were coaching together with mm-hmm. Storm, um, I'd see it. I'd hear about it. Like mm-hmm. coaches would come to me and talk to me for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Coaches love to tell me their business, bro. Like, yeah, like I didn't know anyone else in the yeah. city, bro. So I used to hear some wild shit about. Uh, you know, people would tell me about something, whether it was negative or positive, about mm-hmm. everybody in the city. And mm-hmm. It was one of those things where you kind of just have to like learn for yourself, yeah. type of deal. It's in terms of coaches, so if I'm hearing it, I can't imagine what they're saying to the kids, bro. Yeah, you know. Um, do you think a lot of the coaches too? Sometimes they in it for their own self. So mm-hmm. uh, one of the biggest problems I saw was there was always a sometimes the emphasis of winning mm-hmm. um, would kind of kill a kid's development, especially in that those ages, bro. Like, it's crucial middle school up into high school. Mm-hmm. It's crucial for their development, man. Some coaches will just do whatever to win, whether it's stay in a 2-3 zone all day, <laughs> not teach them, you know, help side, man-to-man defense, or whatever the case may be. It's funny, because I was, I was literally thinking about that the other day. And I, I went on Twitter, not that I have a huge following on Twitter, but I went on Twitter and asked, um, especially on the circuit, mm-hmm. is... Is winning more important than developing? Right. Right. And got some interesting feedback from some places or from some people. But, um, like, I've lost games because I understand that I only played this kid four minutes in the first half. Right. And this kid needs to get on the floor. 
I've lost games for that. Right. Right. Um, and I have to deal with parent backlash and, you know, director back. Like, come on, man. How you like, listen, if it's about the kids. Right. right. So, um, yeah, it's the, the winning is a business decision. Mm-hmm. Right. If your program is hosting trophies and we won this tournament, right. We won this tournament. Like that's how you gain kids. That's right. how you gain notoriety. Right. That's a business decision. So I get it. Um, but at the expense of a kid's development, I will never understand. Yeah. Like I, I understand the importance of winning. I'm, I'm probably the, the worst loser there is. I, I hate losing. You yeah. seen the movie Moneyball? Yes. Okay, yes. When he said, I hate losing more than I like winning. Yeah. That's the first time somebody articulated how I felt. Right. And that's truth though. I hate losing. Yeah. Right. Um, but at the expense of a kid or not at the expense of a kid, but for a kid to get time on the floor for them to earn themselves a scholarship or earn themselves some schools wanting to follow them throughout their, you know, their high school career. Right. I can live with that. Yeah. Everybody can't do that. And yeah, I, I, I want to win every game. I like, but I still have to play this kid. Yeah. Um, it's only fair to them. They put the work in. I have to trust them. And sometimes it works out for a win and sometimes it doesn't, but prioritizing winning over a kid's development would never be okay with me. Yeah. So a lot of these coaches think it is, man, because it's the most important thing to a lot of these yeah, coaches. They, they right? got to win. You and, know? and not to shoot shots at anybody, but like for some, this is the only level that they want. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As, as a coach now, they, they didn't accomplish much as a player or whatever the case may be. Like they thrive off that. Yeah. And that's something they need to fulfill whatever void they had in their life. Like I, I've seen coaches on the circuit go nuts for a win. And I'm like, Bro, it's not about you. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Like, I get the celebration, but like this is day one, game two, and like you right. ain't even in the championship round. And like, but they're so eager to get this win. And I, I'm talking about when I'm saying going crazy, they're not even celebrating with the kids. They just up and down the sideline, right, hooting and hollering. And I'm like, bro, you didn't pay one minute. Like yeah. you didn't make one shot. Like I I don't know. It's just I as much as I love to win, and I I do, never at the expense of a kid. Yeah, no, I feel you. I've uh, I played against coaches like that. I used to be like that too. When I first started, mm-hmm. I was like, we gotta get this dub. Like mm-hmm. that was, you know, Everybody. obviously, yeah, I was it's the still, same way it's too. Still, it's yeah. still like that too. Like if I were to get back to coaching, uh, you know, definitely I want to get the dub. But like I think one of the biggest things for me when I was when I started was like the development because when I got my first school, the kids weren't. They weren't like that. You could tell they could hoop, mm-hmm. but they had no development. Like I had to really teach them the game. And I think what the dope thing about that was for me was um, it translated. It started to translate into wins. Yep. You know what I mean? That's usually how it works. Yeah, it translated <laughs> into wins when they learn how to trap correctly or mm-hmm. learn how to recover, mm-hmm. learn how every zone, not just the two, three, learn how to play man, right. full court press, all that shit, you know, learn to pick and roll offense. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, when I started to like look at the game like that, mm-hmm. um, to me, when I started coaching at the AAU level, 
uh, it became fun when I started playing against coaches that were just wanting to win. Mm-hmm. Because then, like, if I always like knew if I can get the game within a couple baskets, yeah. with like two minutes left, mm-hmm. we're probably gonna win that game. Yeah, you know, because um, I just really was trying to like prove myself that I know how to coach at a tight, tight situation, right. X's and O's, and all that. But um, definitely, man, I think development is 100% important because that's the most important time for kids to develop is yeah. that age. You yeah. know? It's, a, it's, it's really one of those things where um, you, have to, you have to get kids to understand that these moments right, yeah. are only preparation for bigger moments, right? So if, if kids have good understanding of just simple stuff, traps, Hard closeouts, box outs, rebound. Like that turns into, like, then it becomes, then everything just starts to make a lot more yeah. sense. And like you said, a lot of coaches um, crumble in the last two minutes, two, yeah. three minutes of the game. So that's how you tell who kind of gets it is tight games, last two, three minutes, understanding possession, understanding time and score, um, understanding who's on the floor. And you get a lot of that by taking L's. Yeah. <laughs> True. I remember one time we were in Chicago, and uh, the thing was the only win I got from my team. I, I don't know what level we were doing. It was probably 16s or whatever. I just I just decided to just do a trap um, half-court zone the whole game because it was destroying the other team. Mm-hmm. So uh, And it wasn't a bad team we were playing, but it was close, a close game, whatever. We ended up winning. But I remember towards the end, you, you like, called me over and was, like, you pointed at a kid. It's like, you got to get her in the game. Mm-hmm. And I just remember in my mind, I was like, no, she don't even want to play <laughs> basketball no more. Yeah. And I look over at her mom, mm-hmm. and she was texting the whole game. She wasn't even watching her kid play right. or the game. Right. And I noticed this throughout the whole tournament and even other tournaments prior. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ended up putting her for like one minute, mm-hmm. and I took her ass out. <laughs> but uh, So I got her in the second half. But after that win mm-hmm. – I had a long, I had an hour and a half conversation or an hour conversation with the parents. Yeah. After. Yeah. Why didn't she play? And I told the mom, I said, you didn't even look. Mm-hmm. You, she did play. Not a lot. <laughs> you missed it. But she did play. Yeah. And I told her, I said, your kid doesn't want to play ball no more. That's the that's what's going around. Right. So you guys are just wasting money. I did the whole spiel. Mm-hmm. I remember going back up to the room and everyone's laughing at me and shit. Like, bro, what took you so long? I said, I had to talk to the parents. Like, yeah, yeah, we seen it. It's, so, it's part of it, too. Yeah, yeah. I hated that part, man. That shit, uh, I was not ready for that coming into coaching. Yeah. I, I didn't think parents were going to – I didn't even think about parents, to be honest with you. I thought they just left your ass alone. Hell no. Because, no. Because, like you said, it's a it's a financial obligation, it right? Is. It's a lot of money. Um, it's a ton of money, yeah. uh, especially for – you know, Chicago's a big trip. It's a big tournament. Yeah. Um, so – you know, they're looking at everything. Yeah. And like, why didn't my kid play? And and I've had those conversations, even at the, on our national team, like it, it, you have those conversations and parents want their, which is, you know, it is what it is. Like, I get it. I wouldn't want my kid to just sit, but I also have to understand it's a reason. Yeah. Like, what's the reason? Yeah. Right? I don't have any personal ill will towards any of these kids. So if I'm not trusting him on the floor as much as you would like and they would like, have you thought for one second as to why that might be? Yeah. Parents don't do that that often. Right. There are some that get it and like, no, my kid does need to get in the gym and 
But there are a lot of parents, we call them, you know, dad goggles or mom goggles. They just see their kid as like, that's my baby. And she's sad because she's not playing. Never once understanding like that. It's a reason. Yeah. Yeah. It is a reason. It's always a reason, man. Always a reason. Again, hyper competitive person. I want to win. Yeah. So if your kid's not on the floor for for the amount of time that you feel are deemed necessary, probably a reason. Right. And it's not personal, just there may not be ready for that level. Um, a lot of it is like preventing self-destruction, right? Like, I, look, there's coaches here. I don't want your kid to look that bad right? in every game. Maybe yeah. today, pull them out, whatever, we can correct it down the line, but like sometimes I'm saving your kid. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, they're not ready but, yet. <laughs> but you know, we're we're wrong because they spend that money and they, you yeah. know, we're at these events and it's fifteen hundred dollars or two thousand dollar trip because XYZ and I, I understand. Mm-hmm. I get it, but I, I want every kid to play. Yeah, I feel that. Well, sometimes to an extent. I I want every kid to play, but when, when they're ready, like where yeah, the space no. is ready for them. Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Like there's times where I feel like they're not ready for it or you know, and it's weird because like in club ball, you know, you kind of have to do that, mm. you know, uh, which I'm not a big fan of. Right. Uh, but you kind of have to do that because, like you said, they spend the money and uh, you want to try to give the kid the opportunity at the very least. For, but but also. Especially if they come to practice. Yeah. And also it is experience that is tangible. Yeah. Right. Like they can get something out of those moments. Um, and I see it year after year. There are kids that one summer come back a completely different kid, yeah. right? Maybe didn't play much the summer before, and that might have flipped the switch. Like, oh, I do need to get better. Yeah, doesn't happen often. I wish it happened every time, but yeah. it doesn't happen often. It but, should happen every time. But some kids take that and understand, and especially with me, like I try and be as honest. Well, not try and be. I'm, I'm probably the most honest about basketball-related things than yeah. anything else. <laughs> but I just... I, I have to let kids know like they're like this is the XYZs of you sitting on the bench. Like right. this is it's more on you than it is on me. Yeah. Um and tell your parent that on the way. <laughs> yeah. On the way <laughs> to the <out>. car. <laughs> nah, yeah, AU and, and just youth sports in general, man, it's definitely not just a Vegas thing. Mm-mm. Um, but I mean, sometimes I feel like coaches too have rivalries with each other more than the kids. Like they just care mm-hmm. about I, you I know. couldn't care less. Yeah. <laughs> but it's seen, man, I could tell you like you know, there's definitely some coaches out there, man. No, I get it. I've, <laughs> I've had I've had coaches have one sided beefs, and I'd be like, "You, yeah. like, really? Yeah, you were okay. Hey, well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, let's talk about your hoop journey. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like you said earlier, you played in North Oakland. Uh, you played with Nevada. Uh, mm-hmm. With the Wolf Pack, you played with JaVel McGee. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went 18th to the Wizards. Armand Johnson was on your guys' squad. He was a he freshman. Also got yep. drafted to the Blazers a couple years after JaVel did. Um, what was your journey? Did you enter the draft? My, my journey is a little weird, right? So, yeah. Because um, everyone's got a different way, you know? It's not yeah. all the same. So, I, uh, well, just, just to touch on college, like, when I, We'll get there. Yeah. So my, my my basketball journey is a little weird. Like I was a, um, I started playing seriously maybe sixth grade, so yeah. about 
12, but I, you know, I'm a neighborhood kid, right? So we were always playing basketball, football, baseball, whatever. Right. But um, I, the first club I played for was called the Oakland Rebels. Um, that was the first AAU program I played for. Um, but like I was telling you earlier, we have rec centers, um, and you would play for a rec for, you know, all the sports, right? So yeah. the the rec that was closer closest to me was popular. It was called popular. Um, so we did every sport there. Yeah. Um, but I started a club with the Oakland Rebels, which is they're a pretty historic program uh, throughout California, and um, terrible. I was just I was just <laughs> really bad at basketball. Yeah. Um, had some um, talent. You know, you can have some natural talent, but I just I was just trash. Uh, I don't know how else to put it. Like I just were you tall as a kid? Yeah, I was. Yeah. I wasn't like freakishly taller than everybody, but yeah. like I was, I was pretty tall. Right. Um. Uh. Growing up, um. You know, my dad was six six. My mom's, she was five eleven. She's shrinking now, like most people do. But <laughs> yeah. so my parents were both, you know, pretty tall. My dad hooped, um, played at Humboldt State. He's from Richmond, California. But so it was in me. Yeah. Right. My mom was a track athlete and a cheerleader. Don't don't understand the cheerleading thing, but um, so yeah, I was I was terrible, right? And I, I remember going to middle school that was known for having like a lot of success in basketball. So I didn't play seventh grade year, right? Because um, I didn't think I was good enough. And then a couple of my friends talked me into playing my eighth grade year, and I think that season I scored eight points on the, the whole season. season? Mm. Terrible. How many games? Did a lot. Oh damn! And then that was, like it was it was a lot. Uh, but I was just I just wasn't good. Yeah, right? no, I feel it. Um, so that summer, and what was crazy is like I remember the coach, Coach Dubley. Um, he came to me and was like, put his hand on my shoulder and was like, man, I just needed some size. Yeah. And like that's how I made the team. Yeah. Because I was I was tall, right? And I'm. It didn't register until later in my life, but, like, that triggered something in me because yeah. I was like, bro, I wasn't really, like, I didn't make the team because I was good. I made it because I was tall. Yeah, the, the, And the, I the. never wanted my height to be the reason I was chose for anything. Right? right. So that summer, going into my freshman year, like, me and my boy Deuce and um, guys I grew up with, Rob and Phil and Leon, like, we just hooped all summer. Right. Um, me and Deuce would go to Cal Football Stadium, run bleachers and stairs, and like I, I just put the work in. And I remember my mom um, had a friend who was a coach at another high school. He was sending some kids to this camp in San Diego. Yeah, and was like, "Yeah, you should send Shay to the camp." And I'm like, "I'm not." I'm not going to no camp, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just scored eight points in the entire middle school season. Like, I'm not. I'm not no. Yeah. And like they they punked me into going. Um and I remember I remember going there and walking in and like, what grade are you going to? Yada yada. I'm like, I'm going to the ninth grade, sent me to the end. Oh, it was at it was yeah. at uh, San Diego State. Sent me to court number six and we're going through the skill stuff and I got through that fine and it was time to play. And like I just went crazy. I had a like might have dropped forty. Like, I just went nuts. Yeah. And I remember the camp director coming over and being like, what are you doing down here? You should be on this end of the floor. I'm like, bro, you told me to come down here. (laughs) And, uh, like, I had a really good camp. Yeah. Um, 
And when, you know, I'm kind of old, so this was like the start of the internet. Lead a camp, school starts, um, and then stuff starts coming in online, like top 30 freshmen in the West Coast right. and blah, blah, like all this. My name's popping up, and I'm like, oh, shit, like, I kind of, you know, start feeling myself, and yeah. I get to high school. I went to Oakland Tech, um, get there, and it's time for basketball, and I walk in the gym. He's like, what grade are you in? Like, I'm a freshman. Go to the other court. I'm like, what? Damn. Okay, whatever. Were you the I, tallest at the time? Um, I was, I was pretty tall. There was a, yeah. there was a guy, Mark. He was a, he was like six five, six six. So my okay. freshman year, so the end of my eighth grade year, I was like five ten. Oh shit! Okay, you okay. start of my freshman year, I was six six. Damn. Yeah, so I shot up over that summer, which helped, right? That is wild, man. Um, so yeah, I was, um, I was six six when I got on campus. Yeah, and. Uh, Mark was about 6'6", six, six, and um, my boy CB, he was like 6'5", so we okay. had some so tall yeah, guys. Had some size, yeah. But um, I'm, I'm like 150 pounds. I was super right. skinny, Damn. right? Yeah. So, um, but I was killing the little JV run that they put me on, and he snatched me over to the varsity side, and like it was kind of history after that. Right. I didn't start right away. Um, Mark was starting ahead of me, but he, I think he got hurt, and – were you getting training or were you just hooping every day? Was no training, bro. Yeah, like that it. wasn't even a thing. Like it was like go play against the old dudes. Like yeah, that's like it's so funny. Even as a trainer, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like nobody. Like when I'm telling you, it was just me and my boys hooping every day. Yeah, like that's all it was. Right. Um, we get our ass kicked. We go to the next spot. We go win some games. I would I would work on my game, but I didn't have. You know, I had, I went to a few workouts here and there, but it wasn't like I had a trainer. Right. Hell no. First of all, nobody was doing that back then. One. Two, my mom wasn't going to pay for that. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah, nah, no one was training back then, man. Bro, my mom didn't even come watch me play when I was in middle school. Right. She saw me play when I was playing in rec, and she was like, I'm not coming to any more games till you're good at basketball. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah, so it wasn't even on some like I gotta work shit. It's like I'm not watching that shit. (laughs) So when I got to when I got to tech, like I was hooping. Like she started coming to the games and like she was like, oh okay. Yeah. Like, nah, trainer? Nah, that wasn't a that wasn't real. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't make no sense. Yeah. Why you just can't go out there and put the work? I might be killing my clientele, but like, why you just can't go out there and put the work in? Right. Um. So yeah, no, no trainer. But it's it's true though, uh, what you're saying, because I used to tell kids all the time, man, like, well, we doing two hours, we doing an hour, what you yeah. got to practice, what what you get with your trainer, that shit don't like you got to go to the it's park after enough. that. It man. will never be enough. Yeah, you got to go play, like, go get some experience, like, yeah, go play with some kids that are tougher than you, that are yeah. bullying you on the court, like, that's that's how you get better, in so, my opinion. So man. we did the, you know, we would do the math at practice, and I would tell kids like, "Look, you guys are in this gym for six hours a week." Yeah, that's nothing. Man. When in the summer, we were doing ten hour days. That's wild. Like we would that's, get up. That's a lot. Yeah, we would get up. My cousins would come. My boys would come. We would go find a park at ten because there was every park had times where they ran. Yeah. So we would go to this park at 10, go to this park at 1, get on the bus, go get some food, go to this park, go to this run, go to this run. And then it's 
eight, nine o'clock, go home, go to sleep, and then the next day do it again. Over again, man. That was the summers. Yeah. It was just hoop all day, hoop all day, hoop all day. And like now, I don't know. I guess there's not enough time in the day anymore. Nah, they play <laughs> these kids ain't doing shit but playing ball. None of them work. Maybe some do, but none of them work. No. So you got to, uh, you were in high school? Yeah. So May varsity first year? Yeah, May varsity my freshman year. Um, and I had, I was okay. Like, I, I think I averaged maybe like eight or nine points. Yeah. Um, but we were senior heavy. Right. So the next year, we were terrible. Yeah, because it was just yeah, we were just you guys. Yeah, yeah, we weren't very good. Um, but I got a lot better. So my sophomore year was like the first year I learned how to like carry it, not carry a team. I don't want to say carry, but like try and lead a team lead and a team, be a yeah. leader. Because um, we have um, my guy, Mondo Surratt, who played at University of Miami. Oh. Um, but then he transferred to USF, but really good guard. Yeah. Um, so it was like me and him and then, you know, some of the older guys. But like I was coming into my own. And then junior year, like stepped it up big time. Um, and then started getting a lot of like national attention. Um and then going into my senior year, like everything was right. working how I wanted to work. Right, I had offers from practically every school except for the one I wanted to go to, which was <laughs> Kentucky. Yeah, uh, that was my number one. And I'm telling head coaches, no, uh, anyone out there, if you're being recruited, do not tell head coaches you do not want to attend their school. Just don't do that. Yeah, because I was doing. And, and I seen I seen a, a post you did of all the letters you got. You mm -hmm. had, like, Kansas on yeah. there, Everywhere. Iowa, Stanford. Stanford. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. every school. Every school. Yeah. And I'm telling these schools, nah, I'm going to <laughs> I'm Kentucky. I'm for the blue right? school, the right yeah. blue school. And and this is where I learned the business, right? There's yeah. two sides of recruiting. Right. Where you want to go mm -hmm. and who wants you, right? So um, me and my boy Chuck Hayes, we, it's online somewhere. We were on record, like, we're going on our visits to Kentucky together, yada, yada, yada. So I remember senior year, school's in, um, and he calls me. He's like, hey, Tubby's coming to the crib. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, that's dope. Yeah. He lived in Modesto. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I'm thinking in my head, like, all right, he got to fly into Oakland. So either he's going to see me on the way in or on the way out. Right. So I'm just sitting by the phone. Waiting. Waiting. <laughs> and he called me, Chuck called me and was like, hey, man, I committed. I'm going to Kentucky. I'm like, that's what's up. Like, we on our way. Yeah. I'm just waiting on my call. <laughs> yeah. And I get a call from the assistant coach. He was like, yeah, man, like, we, we love you. But, again, I'm super skinny. Like, right. if you see any pictures of me, like, I was a pole. But yeah. I was a dog. I used to get after it. But they were like, we just don't feel like you could come in right away and play. Right. And I'm, I'm sure it was due to my size. Like, I was – Chuck – Chuck Hayes played, what, 12 years in the league, mm -hmm. undersized big, still almost averaged a double-double in the league. Like, yeah. he went to Kentucky, led the nation in rebounds. Like, like I, I understood, yeah. but I was it just didn't click. So, mind you, I'm told all these schools no. Yeah. Kentucky is out now. Now I'm tripping. Like, so mentally I started to slowly check out. Yeah, who'd you have left on the list? I still had a ton of schools. Yeah. Right? But they weren't, they probably weren't like. It just wasn't like nothing. Big out. Schools, yeah, yeah, just, I mean, no, it was still some big schools. Some big schools. But it just wasn't nothing like I was, like, I think I still had the whole Pac 12 or Pac 10 at the time. Yeah. Um, Like, I still had some schools out there. It just, like, 
So a week later, I get a call from Louisville, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, we heard what happened with Kentucky. Like, we play them every year, yada, yada, yada. Like, you want to come out on a visit? Yeah. I'm like, yep, I'm on the way. <laughs> yeah. So I go out there. City of Louisville is. I've never been. Dry. Is it? There's nothing there? Yeah, it's just <laughs> not the best city, but for basketball, it's like yeah. it's, it's, it's great, right? Yeah. The arena, 27,000, like it's perfect, right? Yeah. And uh, actually, my mom came on this visit. Right, so we go out there, and um, they had Reese Gaines, who was really good at the time. Um, I can't think of a couple other guys, but they had a really good team. Yeah, Hall of Fame coach, right? So I'm like, all right, go back to the crib. My mom was like, what are you gonna do? Like, what right. do you think? I was like, yeah, I probably, I'm, I think I'm gonna commit. The next day, yeah, oh man, <laughs> the next day, watching ESPN every morning, like I always do. Yeah, bottom line. Hall of Fame coach Denny Crum retires from Louisville. Damn. I'm sitting there like, nah, ain't no way. <laughs> so I'm waiting for it to come back around because I could have read wrong. Yeah. Comes back around, says the same thing. I go to school. The assistant coach calls like, hey, man, like we didn't know, yada, yada, yada. It's like crazy. That's wild. And um, so mind you, Rick Pitino yeah. Just had got fired from the Celtics, right? Yeah. Um, so they were like, hey, Coach Patino's going to get the job. We told him all these great things about you, like how, you, you know. So I'm like, all right, cool, like whatever. Yeah. He calls and was like, yeah, like we've heard great things, but we want to do our own recruiting. And I was like, what that mean? Yeah, like they ain't want Yeah, we're, we're rescinding <laughs> that offer. I'm like. Yeah, they ain't want it. <laughs> <laughs> so. That sucks. You, man, imagine you had a chance to play for Rick. That'd be dope, man. So I get off the phone. I'm at school, mind you. Right? Yeah, I get yeah. off the phone. I I don't think I went back to school for like a week after that. Yeah. And it's my senior year, right? And we're rolling. I, we might have been like outside the top 25 in the country mm-hmm. at the time because, you know, I was there. Leon Poe was there who yeah. played in the league. Yeah. My boy Deuce was there, Mondo Surratt, Quentin Thomas, who ended up going to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. He was all American. Like, he was a freshman my senior year, but, like, super advanced, right? Yeah. He's Actually, he's out here coaching at Silverado, if I'm not mistaken, but right. super advanced, right? We were rolling. Yeah. And I stopped going to school. I just mentally checked out. Yeah. So, grades come out at the end of the season or the, the end of the semester, and I only have four classes in my senior year. Right? Yeah, damn. You weren't eligible? Academically ineligible. Didn't even play. And so I remember my last game. Um, we were playing against McClymans mm-hmm. at home. I fouled out on a technical foul because uh, I pulled the rim down. I tried to tip dunk, missed the ball, pulled the rim down. Um, there might have been 30 coaches at that game. Yeah. Um, didn't score in double figures. I remember that. Yeah. Horrible night. Um, might have been the only game my dad came to. That was the first time I think my dad saw me play. I played yeah. like complete dog shit, but like it was just perfect ending to just uh, not ruining my life, but like at the time, that's just what it felt like. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was shitty. Bruh, that's, <laughs> that's so, gotta be like a, you're up here and then your senior year is just like this. Yeah. Bro. And then, you know, the team was still good. Uh, they made it to the semifinals, lost to De La Salle, and I remember that game too. It was at St. Mary's. 
I remember when the game ended, it felt like the entire gym was looking at me like it was my fault. Damn. Um, that's what it felt like. I, that's what the no, tip dunk you talking about that you missed? No, no, no. Game, this was a different the, game? Yeah, this was, that was like the the middle of the regular season. Okay. The the game against uh, De La Salle was uh, to go to state, right? Damn. Or the semi, either it was a quarterfinal or a semifinal, but like it was, you know. It was know, like one more game yeah. and then you're playing state, yeah. state title, yeah. And so I just remember walking out and it felt like, the whole arena was just like, oh, this is like, we're supposed to still be. Right. And I couldn't shake that feeling for a while. Like, I I mentally checked out of everything. Like, yeah. I just was done. Um, and my mentor, Calvin Andrews, he, uh, we started talking about, like, what's next? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do? Because you can't, you can't be done. Right. So we talked about going to JUCO, and he's brought up. Uh, prep school, I'm like, I don't know if I want to do JUCO because I want my clock to start. And then, yeah. And then, uh, so I ended up going to a prep school in North Carolina. Um, not the best decision. <laughs> Why not? It just, it, I went there for the wrong reasons, right? Okay. The first school I talked to was uh, New Hampton Prep in Connecticut, all boys school. Had to wear a suit and a tie. And yeah. It's in Connecticut and it's in Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, cold just, as yeah. yeah. And then he hit me up. My mentor hit me up and uh, was like, yeah, I got this school in North Carolina. It's a co-ed school, all black school. It's in mm-hmm. North Carolina. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, I want to go to that one. Yeah. Shouldn't have went to that one. Nah, it wasn't. Not it. for, it just wasn't, for me, it just wasn't the the structure and the, yeah. like it just didn't give me the things that I needed. Um, but it was another experience that I had to go through, right? So, Get through that, and um, I think it came down to like St. Joe's, who I think that that was a year they went thirty and zero, mm. um, but they had Jameer Nelson and Delonte West, and I remember I was on my visit. Delonte was my host. Yeah, that's a whole nother story, but <laughs> Damn. that's a wild one too. But yeah. uh, I liked it. Yeah, um, Coach Martelli was the coach. I remember, like I liked it a lot, um, but I just. And so Calvin was like, hey, man, like, you should think about Reno. Right. I'm like, Reno? Yeah. You like, mind you, is Oakland is three-hour drive from Reno. Yeah. I ain't know nothing about Reno. <laughs> Never even knew there was a school there. Right. Right? So I called my boy Gary, who was there at the time. And I'm like, I'm talking to him about it. I'm thinking, like, Reno is close to Vegas. I'm like, oh, you must go to Vegas all the time. Right. He's like, oh, it's like a nine-hour drive. Yeah, I'm like, wait, minute. what? Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't have a clue. Yeah. Right? So I go out there, and uh, Trent Johnson was the coach at the time. And it was just, I was like, all right, cool, whatever. Like, I'm here. But um, my prep school screwed up my transcripts. So we're there this whole time. Like, I'm in, I'm taking some classes. And then we're trying to wait to see what the clearinghouse is saying. It's like, it's just not, I'm not eligible still. Yeah. Damn, that's got to be. So. Fuck. So I'm, I'm like, so we 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 get the call at the middle of the semester, like yeah, transcript was sent in with two different signatures, like we red flagged you, he's ineligible. So I'm like, okay. Then what's that? What's after that? So after that, I don't know. I just shut down again. Yeah. Right? So at this point, I'm thinking like. Yeah, this shit ain't for me. You're not hooping no more either? Like, you're not I was working parks? out. So yeah. I was working out, and, like, I got close with my teammates, and uh, 
So I was still around. Like I was going to every game. Yeah. I was still involved. I was still in the gym. But like it was just like, like what the fuck? Like, yeah. This is a lot. Yeah. Right. So, cause I'm at this point, I'm like, look, I'm trying to do everything right, and it's just not working. So then I get out of there, um, and now I have to go to JUCO, mm-hmm. mandatory, right? There are no other options. So, um, I end up going to a JUCO in the Bay, DVC. Talked to Coach Emilio there. He, one of the best coaches I've ever played for in terms of just getting guys prepared to play at a high level. Yeah. Um, and I have my freshman year there, went into it. Like, this is JUCO basketball. Like, what am I doing here? I was right. a top 50 kid in the country. Yeah. Like, these dudes are bums. Right. Mm-mm. Yeah, complete Mm-mm. different, different experience, huh? <laughs> JUCO is real. Yeah. JUCO is real. Yeah, no, nah, I I mean, that's a, a that's the story I hear every time from people that play junior college basketball. It's real. Yeah. Because. It's underestimated. That's where all the dudes who academically ineligible couldn't yeah. get, but. It's they everyone like you. Yeah. Everyone like you is over there. And here. so I remember after my freshman year, he came. Um, I'm in the gym just shooting around. He was like, hey, uh, I think I averaged like nine points. Right. Right. He was like, hey, big shot. Like, you, you're supposed to be this future All-American and all this shit, and you come here, you you can't even score 10 points in junior <laughs> college. Like, he, he went in. Yeah. And he was like, look, if you're not in this gym every single day, from now until I say so, you're off this team. Damn. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, bro. Like, That's crazy. You're off this team. Yeah. And so one of my teammates was looking at me like, oh, he ain't playing. Yeah. I'm like, what do you like? What do you mean off the team? Like, you're done. Like, you're out of here. You're Back out in the gym every day. In the morning, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, I'm whatever. Yeah. So I take my ass to the gym the next morning. <laughs> And uh, like I'm working out, whatever, and like I was just in there every day. Yeah. And so next season come around, fucking average like twenty and nine. Led the state. I still might have the state record for blocks per game. Right. How many all, blocks you? Oh, like five point three. Damn, that's a lot um, of blocks to average, lot, man. Yeah. I was tossing shit. Yeah. <laughs> False, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh. Yeah, like league MVP, first team all yeah. state. I got snuffed for like NorCal player of the year. Yeah. It was some bullshit. Like they were hating. But like I showed my ass, picked up a lot of uh, D1 offers, but like mid majors, right? Um, went on a visit to Marshall. <laughs> uh, they were like 2 and 26 the year before. And they were like, we just need you to come in. And I'm like, bro. We need your height. And at the time, they were in Conference USA. <laughs> yeah. Right? And I didn't know that. Okay. Memphis was, like, running shit at the time in Conference yeah. USA. So I remember talking to my, my mentor again, and he was like, look, you can go to Marshall and see double teams every night, or you can go to Reno. They got a guy there who's getting a ton of NBA looks, Nick Fazekas at the time. Yeah. Um, and you can just, you know, get your ass in there, do what you're supposed to do, and you'll be straight. And I was like, uh, and I already knew the coaches at Reno. Like, yeah. I've, I've had friends there, so I was like, it just made sense. And I went back, and I, it just didn't work out how I planned. And you went to Reno, and went, it didn't work out? No. Nah. Really? For me, right? Yeah. Um, great team. We went, my 
my junior year, we went to the tournament. We were a five seed. I think we went into the tournament, longest win streak in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it took me a second to figure out Division One basketball, right? Like, yeah. it's it's a different level. Yeah. Um, so I didn't start the first half of the season. Once they put me, me and my boy Marcellus Kemp put us in the starting lineup, we went on a run. Yeah. Right? And um, like I said, we had an All-American. Nick Vizekas was averaging like 22 and 10. Mm-hmm. Like he was killing, right? Yeah. We beat Kansas at Kansas that year. Like, yeah. like it was, we we had it rolling. Five seed in the tournament. What year, what year is this? This is 05, 06 season. So this is like, uh, so, oh, so Chalmers was already out of Kansas at that time? Or was he Was playing? he there? He might have been there. That was like the Derrick Rose, Sasha Khan was there. Sasha Khan okay. was there. Yeah. Uh, um... They they had uh, Kareem Rush was there yeah. like they had they had a squad right. like they were yeah no I, I want to say they won it that year they I, that's winning. what I'm thinking because yeah. that was the year Chalmers was there it might have been and he hit the shot over Derrick Rose I think to win it yeah it might have been yeah. I don't remember like was or probably I don't know yeah I feel you though yeah yeah we we lose in the tournament it was my They'll fault apparently right because <laughs> <laughs> I only played like 11 minutes that game coaches was pissed off I didn't this is March I didn't talk to a coach again until like June. Damn, they're they, not they, fucking like, with you. They at all. Yeah. Um, but this is where the shit hits the fan again, right? Mm-hmm. So my junior college took a lot of fluff classes. Yeah. But when you're a JUCO transfer, like you have to be at a certain percentage uh, in credits to be on track to graduate. Right. So because I took a lot of fluff classes when I got to Reno, I think I one semester I had 24 units. Mm. And then the second semester I was at like 18. Yeah. So I'm in school all day. So I go to my academic advisor and was like, hey, can I drop one class? Mm. She was like, yeah. I was like, thank you. We get get through it. Season ends. Yeah. I'm getting called in the office. You're fucking ineligible again. You're not taking your academic. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, my grades are fine. Yeah. But because she allowed me to drop that class, it took me off track. Ah, I got you. She quit like the next week. She left the school. Because no. of that? Because she knew I don't, she fucked I, up or what? I don't know if it was because of that. I just know she wasn't there no more. She probably wasn't advising correctly. So I'm I'm coming, and now I figured it out. Yeah. So I'm coming in, and I had to sit out the first half of the season, but I'm in practice, like, kicking everybody's ass. Yeah. Like, everybody. Yeah, this is your senior season, though. Yeah, this was yeah. my true senior season, right? Yeah. So I'm going to work. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm tired of looking at you. Because, it's you know, just imagine your best player, fully healthy, yeah. in practice, can't play. Yeah. yeah. So he was like, yeah, just just make sure you're in the gym. But, like, no. Nah. <laughs> so second semester come around, my mom's on my head like, yeah. are you on track to graduate? I'm like, nah, I'm going to need one more year. Mm. She was like, I really want you to graduate. So if I'd have played, yeah. I'd have left. Right. Right, but no degree, no nothing, right? Yeah. So she's on my head about that, and I'm like, all right, I'll just sit the year out, Yeah. play next year. Like, how bad could that be? Damn. Worst decision of my life. Really? Cause, yeah, because you were balling. Mind you, you ain't played for a year. Yeah. So now it's your redshirt senior year, right? Yeah. And I had, you know, I had a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, already had a kid on the way, mentally just not there. Yeah, stuff, crazy stuff going on back at the crib. Now you're looking at the calendar like, oh, I, 
Got 30 games. Yeah. 25 games. In and out of starting lineup because I wasn't playing well. And like, next thing you know, done. Season's over. So I left Reno like averaging like six points, five mm-hmm. rebounds. Something terrible, right? Yeah. Uh, but I also I don't think it was just the right fit for me in terms of play style. Like yeah. I'm a get up and down guy, and like we had a guard Ramon Sessions who's really good point guard, had a decent career in the league. Right, right? right he was right. in the league for a few years. Um, but just pace wasn't the, what I was normal, or not was wasn't what I was used to. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted me to play with my back to the basket. Never did that in my entire career. Right. So just imagine a guy probably scored two thousand points in high school. Average 20 points in JUCO. Yeah. Go there, six points a game. Leave there, be a pro, 18, 19 points a game. Like, it just... Where'd you go pro at? Yeah, overseas? So, my first job was in Cyprus. Yeah. Which is a small island country under Turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, you learn the business fast. Yeah. Right? So, everybody says, Isn't your first year is your best year or your worst year. Mm-hmm. It was terrible for me. Yeah. Um, just because... Uh, what I think happened is they saw my numbers coming out of college. Yeah. Not great, right? This team had the lowest budget in the league. I think they had a million-dollar budget. Yeah. Right? Which sounds like a lot of money. Yeah, for all the players. That's for everybody, <laughs> plus travel, plus, the, yeah. you know. Oh, just, damn. So that million yeah. is for everything. Everything, right? That's, That's the budget. Nothing. That's nothing. So, and we got guys, you know, there was a few dudes there making six figures, right? Right. So I had a a decent contract, way more than I probably should have got paid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got there, the team was 0-3. Right. Right. So I land on Thursday, talk to the coach. First thing he says off the plane, I thought you were taller. Like, bro, it says 6'9". Like, yeah. <laughs> you seen your bio sheet. Like, it. whatever. Yeah. Thought that was weird. Yeah, that is weird. So... <laughs> Go through the day. Next day, he was like, we have shoot around tomorrow. So in my head, it's not clicking, yeah. right? I'm like, all right, cool. We go get some shots up. Yeah. No, we have shoot around because we play on Friday. So I just took 24 hours to get to Cyprus. The travel there was crazy because I was living in Hawaii at the time. Yeah. Terrible, right? So I get, I'm like, wait, wait, we're doing game prep? Damn. So you just, so you were playing that day on Friday. The next day, yeah, I landed Thursday. And then you play, play Friday. Friday, right? I'm like, oh shit. So, first That's your first time meeting the coach ever? On that Thursday from the airport. Yeah. That's wild. That's the business, That's right? That's the business, yeah. So, I go out there and, like, first game, I played pretty well, right? I think my first bucket was a jumper. I think I got a dunk. I think I finished the game with, like, 13 points. Didn't yeah. play a lot, but I played well. We win. Efficient. Yeah, we win. Yeah. We win our next game. I played okay. Win our third game. So, Contracts are built differently for everybody, but I had a double up in my contract. So if you win consecutive games, you get a bonus, right? Yeah. So my first check was pretty decent. Yeah. Um, I think because you won three back to back, right? Three yeah. straight, right? But that's not good. Then it's like gambling. It's kind of fire, though. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's not good. Yeah. Because on a team where, and this is again all assumptions, right? I don't know. I'm just. I think I'm smarter than everybody. Yeah. They saw my numbers, needed to fill a spot, just come in, we'll be okay, get through the season, done, right? Yeah. Well, I come in, my point per minute was like crazy high. Yeah. So if you play me a lot, I'm going to score. More. And we're going to win. 
Mm-hmm. We made the playoffs. That's another bonus. Mm-hmm. Every round in the playoffs, another bonus. So I'm thinking, and again, I could be wrong. After that third game, I didn't play like the next three games. Maybe two minutes, five minutes, seven minutes max. Right. And even into those times, six points, eight points, nine points. Like, yeah. Because I talked to my guard. He's from Florida. Hey, man, I'm going to just get out and run. Yeah. Just kick that bitch ahead. I'm going to get a dunk, a lay it. Like, I got to get points. Yeah. But we lose like nine straight. Mm. And I remember this, like, I was trying to get out of there, talking to my agent, who I ended up firing after that season. Yeah. And I'm trying to get out of there because Puerto Rico League starts in January. So I'm like, bro, like, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, they're not playing me. And it was so stressful that I I ended up having this weird cough. Like, yeah. I would just cough for uncontrollably. My body was, like, I was stressed out. Yeah. And he couldn't make it happen. He wasn't trying to find me anywhere else. Just talk to the coach, this, this, and that. So I ended up getting released in February. Damn, after the season started in Puerto Rico. Yes. That's fucked up. <laughs> so, but it's the business, yeah. right? And I mean, as soon as I touch American soil, no more cough. I was fine. But I was just stressed out out there. Like, yeah. it was rough That's living. That's all it was, man. And then, um, so, after that, I go, I was in New Zealand. I played in Estonia. I was in Finland. So, I I traveled a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, did, like, this exhibition tour in the Philippines, which was really dope. Yeah. Um, so, I got to see the world. But... I just wish things would have worked out a little bit differently, but yeah. like that overseas shit ain't, that's another thing that's, it's a grind, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's hard. Yeah. So we look and be like, oh, kid, you know, I, I coach and I'm, kids like, why you didn't go to the NBA? Fucker, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get to college. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's all, it's by the numbers, it's almost impossible. Yeah. And to make it to the league, to the NBA, it is impossible. Yeah. Yeah, like 100%. 60 dudes get their name called. 30 of them dudes have a guaranteed spot. Yeah. Nine of those guys play. Yeah. And then and one two, or two are all-stars or even just a, a, a household name. Make it past their third year. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. hard. Yeah. And I don't think kids really understand that too, man. They don't. Like, they don't I have didn't them. understand it when I was young. Like our coach like put it up just for college. He was just showing us like how many kids make it to college. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was, you know, it's it's a very small percentage in uh, you know, even a a, a player of your caliber, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I and I and I jokingly, but dead ass serious at the same time, like I was really good and I didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel it, man. Like I was really good. But then again, you like I, I'm really one of those people that look back on my life and be like, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I went through mm-hmm. everything that I was supposed to go through because there are kids that I can talk to and tell these stories to. Biggest message: I never quit, mm-hmm. never gave up, never forgot about the people who had my back. I can tell you what JUCO is like. I can tell you what it's like to be a top fifty, top twenty five kid in the country. Yeah, I can tell you what. Going to a mid-major is like, I can tell you what looking at these power five schools look like. Like I can give you every, I can tell you what going overseas looks like. Yeah. Like the real overseas shit, not, you know, the glamorous part where like, no, 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 select few. Yeah. Shit ain't for everybody. Yeah, no, it definitely ain't, man. Um, definitely ain't. So I'm, I'm lucky in that regard, yeah. right? Because like 
I'm not one of those people that's looking from the outside and being like, oh, no, no, no. I experienced every level of this shit. Yeah. Every level. Yeah. And I still found a way to make shit happen. You need to write a book, bro. I thought about it. You need to write a book. I thought about it. That that shit is, uh, you know, it, even though you didn't make it to the league, mm-hmm. your experiences from when you were a kid uh, all the way up to playing pro and into coaching mm-hmm. is like what kids need to hear because they mm-hmm. don't hear that story. Yeah. They don't ever hear that story. You want to know what's even more fucked up? What? And I, I'm, I'm saying this and somebody can call me out on it later. I don't really give a shit. This mm-hmm. is my truth. Right. So when I was in high school, we used to be able to practice at the Warriors facility. We practiced there like five or six times. Yeah. PJ Carlissimo was a coach at the time. Mm-hmm. Right? He came to a, a few games. Yeah. I remember seeing his little curly fro, a few games. Yeah. I thought I was going to the league out of high school. But I'm blaming Latrell Sprewell for that never happening because he choked the coach out and he left <laughs> after that. I just had to get that out there. I think I had a shot. But I don't know. Because in my, I mean, I graduated 01. So yeah. that class had Tyson Chandler, Eddie Curry, Kwame Brown all come out. Yeah. Now they were all rated higher than me as players, but like, whatever. In my head. But PJ saw you playing he, ball. So he, yeah. He came to the crib. So yeah. I'm going to stand on that. But yeah. Yeah, it's hard, bro. Yeah, no, I feel you, man. Um, and it, it, It's crazy because it's, a, I, I'm, this is my first time hearing your story. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, just being around athletes, mm-hmm. you hear it in some form of fashion. So this is what I used to tell the kids all the time, man. Is like, you, you know, you're not you're not gonna just fly right through like what you see on TV, bro. Mm-hmm. That shit ain't just gonna happen. It's not real. Like, yeah, you're, you're gonna have to work at it, and you're gonna come through. You're gonna face like a lot of obstacles, man. It's yeah. really, really how you built mm-hmm. if you really want to do it, man. Yeah. And I, I mean, I get it. Like I said, I'm, I'm from I'm from North Oakland. Yeah, and I like I said this before, and somebody kind of corrected me, but I, I felt some type of way when they did. Like situation and circumstance has a lot to do with how you endure life, mm-hmm. right? I agree with and, that. And um, I'm not one of those dudes that like life was really hard growing up, but mm-hmm. it was hard. Yeah. Um, I saw shit as a kid that I know a lot of people didn't see firsthand. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom amazing job raising me and my sister mm-hmm. um had help though uh but like i i'm heartened from a lot of the shit that i experienced firsthand secondhand thirdhand just growing up in that environment yeah and i remember distinctly having two conversations with my mom first one was watching the cosby's mm-hmm. right and they're talking about college fund. Mm. And I'm like, hey, mom, I got a college fund? Yeah. And she's like, do you see these lights on? <laughs> do you see food in that refrigerator and them clothes on your back? That's that's your college fund. Natural, and I'm man. like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then later down the line, she was like, look, I don't think I can afford for you to go to college. Mm-hmm. I can't. So It's expensive, that's, bro. If that's what you want to do, you need to figure that out. Wow. And so, I, like, I I didn't have no, I didn't have a choice in my head. Yeah. I wanted to go play college because I'm watching Duke versus North Carolina and I'm watching, like, I'm watching all these games and I'm like, shit, I want to, yeah. I want that. Yeah. So, 
what else what other option do I have? Yeah, it's true. Man. I have to figure it out. So there was nobody putting a battery in my back, like, hey, get up, right. go to the gym, go do this, go do that. Hey, you gotta work out at four. You my mom had to go to work. Yeah, so it was all you. <laughs> it was literally on me. And yeah. again, I have people in my corner, uh Coach Rames, Coach Derek, Cal, like I played for the real Coach Carter. Like I have people like that were instrumental in my life, but they wasn't on my head. Like, yeah, hey, you gotta wake up in the morning. Yeah, there's get no your ass. Yeah, hey, you need no a ride, doing it for you. You need a ride to the gym. You need to call and figure out how you yeah. gonna. We got practice. Yeah, figure out how you gonna get there. Yeah, they already did their job by setting up the time. That was like, it. You gotta show up. And like, like I said, I played for the real coach Carter. And he yeah. was the movie, and I mean, he right, yeah, but he held us accountable. Right. Hey, you two minutes late. Right. Oh, the bus was, I don't, you two minutes late. Yeah. What do you, take kick off? you out? Oh, run, go yeah, run. This AAU <laughs> practice, bro. Yeah. Go run. I'm like, okay, well, shit, I got like, ain't no excuses. Yeah. You late. Yeah. Whatever, the, it don't matter. Right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. Well, shit, hell of an experience. I'm pretty sure people listen to this. I hope there's a lot of kids that listen to this shit because I don't know how many times you've probably told this story to, to your players, mm. but I think everybody should listen to that, man. Uh, I want to get to this next segment, man. It's called Choose One to Shoot One. You ever seen Drink Champs, that podcast? Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of the same game as a quick time with Slime, uh, but it's more tailored towards sports and stuff. But uh-huh. uh, I will um, give you two people, okay, and then you have to... <laughs> choose yeah, there's really no context but you just gotta choose who you like better okay. and if you can't or if you don't decide you gotta choose both then we take a shot alright I'm gonna I'm hit one right now yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead I'm gonna actually while I get the answer to this one it's the first one I always ask okay Allen Iverson or Steph Curry no context oh shit I'm I'm old school, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take AI. Let's go, man. I'm gonna take AI. Yeah. I know that's your your favorite player. Yeah, that's my favorite player of all time, man. I'm a, I'm gonna take AI. I like both players, but I'm a I'm a big AI I, fan. I I do too. I just and it's probably because I'm older. Yeah, but I just think about like how much AI. Even I wasn't even like a a Sixer fan, right? But I loved AI. Yeah. Um. I had a crossover I thought was as good as his. <laughs> uh but I just I just remember that. Yeah. And um shit, I had an opportunity to meet him a few years ago. Oh, that's and, like dope. he was just super like gave me a hug and everything, like super genuine. And, like I was like, oh shit. And I I met Steph right after he got drafted out here in Vegas mm-hmm. uh at a club. <laughs> um cool dude, right? Yeah. And he does a good job of integrating into the community back at the crib. Yeah. Um, so nothing but love and respect for Steph, but like AI was just, that's AI. So. Yeah, he's a generational player. Both are, but I yeah, think yeah. Allen Iverson is for sure like a super generational player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan? Can I be honest? Yeah. It's yeah, probably going to be neither. Like, <laughs> I was never a Kobe fan, uh-huh. right? I was a T-Mac fan. Okay. Um, and like Jordan was Jordan was Jordan, don't get me wrong, right? But I just wasn't like enamored 
like everybody else was. Like, right. I didn't want to be like Mike. Right. Like, I just, my favorite player was Akeem Olajuwon. Yeah. Um, my favorite center of all time. Like, I wore 34 because of him. Yeah. Um, I Like, I wanted to play like that. Yeah. Um, probably because, I mean, and not, I mean, I was a bouncy dude. Like, I dunked and all that shit, but... Like yeah. I just what I just I don't think I was just one of those people where like might nah. yeah the shooting guards didn't like like them two didn't really yeah. yeah and then and then for Kobe I don't know like I had an opportunity to meet Kobe too and yeah. I'm not gonna be one of them dudes to tell this crazy Kobe story but I do have one but it wasn't you should so, tell it man it wasn't so much about him yeah okay so but it's it's all right real quick yeah real quick man ABCD camp mm-hmm. right it was in New Jersey. Um, there was this dude. Um, we were Kobe was speaking yeah. to us, right? So I'm sitting in the front. Um, there might be like one player here, but like on the other side was like uh, Vanessa um, Bryant, mom, and then Vanessa Bryant. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm right. We right in the front. Yeah. And the, the dude on my left like keeps looking at Vanessa. Yeah. I'm like trying to crack jokes. I think you told me this yeah. story. Yeah, I'm like yeah. he just keeps trying to crack jokes, and I'm like, and so Cole kind of like, I don't think he could hear, but he was just like, he could tell. Like, yeah, you could tell. Was like, yeah. right. So I remember him looking at me because I'm I'm trying to hold it together because yeah. this dude's saying some wild shit, and I'm sitting there. And I remember he looked. He just looked down, and like we locked eyes, and I felt little. Yeah, and I was just like. <laughs> And uh, then he went back to talking, and I was just like, "Fuck!" I, like in my head, I got in trouble. Yeah, like, but like it, I don't know. But like that's my only Kobe story. Yeah. But it was just like it was just a weird moment that I'll never fucking forget. But yeah, yeah I just I I didn't. What's sad is I didn't fall in love with like like I, I have a lot of love for him now. But yeah. it's just hearing him talk after yeah basketball. Gave me like this, like I was like, oh shit, different respect for him, yeah. like cr- crazy, yeah, like that. Everybody talk about that mama mentality, and I don't think they really understand like what he's trying to say, yeah, like the intense amount of focus you have to have to do the things he did, be great made, at him too, and not give a fuck. Yeah. That's the part where nobody understood. He didn't, he didn't care, yeah, at all. About nothing other than trying to figure that shit out. Yeah. And so understanding that now, I'm like, oh. It, I, it's also a genius mentality, man. That's how yeah. geniuses think the same way, too. Oh, yeah. We're we going to take a shot. Yeah. Oh, I just got my glass on my phone. Oh, you got your glass? All right, cool. Cheers to that. Mm. Let's see what this is about. Oh, that ain't that bad. I told you. It's, oh, you chasing. <laughs> got you, man. I ain't that strong yet. I could dig it. All right, so this next one, man, I might know the answer to it already. Mm. Shaq or Hakeem? The dream, bro. Yeah. Ain't That's no, my favorite of all time, too. So, man. like, look, Shaq was a monster. Yeah. Right? And I'm not taking nothing away from Shaq. Like, he, he's a monster. Right. But I've never seen, up until a certain point, a more skilled big man. Agreed. Agreed. Than Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah, Hakeem is, I, I love the way he plays as a big man. And everybody only talks about, like, the dream shake and his footwork. 
Mm-hmm. But like he had a mid range jumper. Yeah, mid range jumper, man. And he he had a handle. Yeah. Like and then defensively, top five in steals, mm-hmm. number one in blocks, top five in re like he did everything you needed any player to do on the floor. Right. Great passer. Like he did everything. Yeah. And so in terms of pure dominance, Shaq. But like in terms of just skill, I, it might not be ten guys in the entire history of the NBA more skilled than Akeem right. Olajuwon. Just yeah, it's yeah, and, and it's it's crazy because like I don't think I, I don't think he gets talked about enough, man. He don't, I and I, and it's cool. Like it's cool. I know he might be bothered by. It. I'm gonna speak for you, Dream. I yeah. know you you like fucked him, but like like I I'm not saying he was the greatest player of all time. I'm not saying that, but like. That motherfucker was cold. Yeah, he. I like. I like the way he played, man. And, and he wasn't no punk. Like you, right? He he fired on a few people in some games. Yeah, like, nah, for sure. Like Dream was, like I said, I, I wore thirty four because of him. Yeah. Oh, that's like, dope. Like that was that's my favorite player of all time. T Mac is is I can't even put him one B. He's just number two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's dope, man. Shouts to the King, mm-hmm. LeBron, and Magic. I'm I'm gonna go with Bron only because I can say I played with him for a couple summers. Mm-hmm. Um, but Magic, man, I don't know. <laughs> like, do Magic got the coldest highlight uh, his, of all time in his time? I mean, like, go back and watch a Magic. Nah, house. Bro, that shit looks so stupid, bro. Like. The, and the thing is, is too, is like his back in the day, like the shit he was yeah. doing back in the day is like, I don't even see people doing that shit now. So I love Magic. Magic is like in my top 10. You might be, man, he's like my top 10. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm realistic. Uh, I got to see Braun when he was young. Yeah. Um, I remember we played in this tournament. And uh, I remember the first game, like he, he didn't score the ball very much. He was just facilitating because he didn't know none of us. Yeah. And I remember going up to him, me and Chuck, and being like, bro, like, score the ball. Like, we don't have no egos on this team. Yeah. Like, we all know we're going to go to school, bro. Like, it ain't it yeah, ain't he's that. He's like, I'm going to the league. <laughs> but, like, we – I did, and it's the, that's the funny shit. Like, I went with my guy to go pick him up from the airport, and I'm like, yeah. what? what are we doing? He was like, oh, I'm getting this kid from Ohio. Yeah. From Akron, I'm like, Ak- like I didn't even know where the fuck Akron was. Yeah, I've never heard of Akron before. And I was like, Akron? Yeah. He was like, yeah. I'm like, what? we don't need nobody. I don't think we lost a game that summer. Right. right? So I'm like, what What the fuck? Like, right. who is And I saw, I remember we picked him up from the airport. And uh, it was him. It was Brian, his mom, Drew, who, like, they, they grew up together. Mm-hmm. And, like, so little Drew... And Drew's dad, they all came. Yeah. Right? And uh, Drew, Big Drew was one of the coaches at St. Vincent, St. Mary, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. He's the head coach. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, I remember, like, we go to the game, and I'm like, yeah, bro, like, whatever. Just, But he was, like, diming us. Yeah. Like, hit me in the face with a pass, talking about, man, you was open. I'm like, bro, don't throw me the ball if I don't know I'm open. Like, I don't know I'm open. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't do not do that. Yeah. It made me look stupid out here. Like, he was like, you got to be, yeah, you, like, you got to be ready. I'm like, bro, don't do not do that again. <laughs> but, but so the next game, I think he had like 35. 
That's crazy. And I was like, I remember going to Chuck, like, yeah, he's out of here, bro. What what tournament was this? This was like a, it was a tournament at, in Cal at Cal Berkeley. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a big tournament, right? Yeah. It wasn't a huge tournament like we used to come out here for the big time big tournament. Time, yeah, that's where but, I seen him. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't that. But it was still a big like. Yeah. Like I mean, every, obviously you got some of the top teams. Yeah, every top school players. was there, yeah, yeah. right? So, um, and my boy Chuck laughs because he was like, "That's the tournament where like Tubby blah blah." And I might—I don't know if I played well that tournament. I—I I, I think I did decent, but right. but um, yeah, like I was just like, "Oh shit!" Like this dude is different. So I'm a, I'm gonna go with Brian because I got to play with him. Yeah, that's yeah. fire, man. Kyrie or Dane? Yeah. <laughs> Hometown, um, yeah, yeah, hometown. Dane, you from North Oakland too, or just nah, he Oakland? from Dane from Brookfield, oh, which okay. is in East Oakland. Okay, um, but he he played for Coach Rames was, okay. um, but um, yeah, I I gotta go Dane. Just it's town biz, hometown, man. Yeah, it's yeah. town biz. So Dane, you, you, you got that one. I feel it. Ja or Anthony Edwards? Ja Moran or ja. Anthony Edwards? Yeah. yeah, you like. I was, I was a, I was a fan. Instantly, yeah. When I saw him in Murray State, yeah. Instantly, I've never, I've never liked a guy more off of like the first time I watched him play. Yeah, ever. Like, yeah, I became a fan of Matt Murray uh, um, in college. Yeah, but when I seen Anthony Edwards play mm. in the league, I progressed. Remember, we saw, we saw him, we saw him in Utah. Yeah, in Utah, and yeah. like. We miss half the game yeah. <laughs> eating food, but <laughs> but but yeah, no, like he's he's gonna be a superstar in this yeah. both of them, yeah, right. But like, I don't know. I just I just like John more than I like Anthony Edwards right now. Yeah. But I think Anthony Edwards will be like the face of the league. I think so too. I or really one like of the Anthony faces Edwards. of the league. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, I I like John. Yeah, he, he's cold. As long as he can stay out the way with, with I think, all that I other think shit. We're, I think that's all behind him now. I hope I hope, I hope so, so, man. Because I know he's still young, you know, like. Yeah, but that shit don't count no more. Yeah. Like, they, you can only be young for, for so, so long. long. Exactly. <laughs> so, I'm going to take a drink, though. Cause yeah, go ahead, man. Ray Allen or Reggie Miller? Ray Allen. Ray Allen's Easy. like top five. Easy and I'm, I'm talking, see, like, I'm talking Milwaukee Bucks, Ray Allen. Yeah. Uh, Seattle Ray Allen was cold, too. But in Milwaukee, he was shooting that shit, and he was dunking yeah. on motherfuckers. And he dunked on T-Mac so cold. Like, I'll never forget. And I want to say it was for game, too. Like, Ray Allen was I cold. That. It was in Milwaukee. I think T-Mac just scored, and then Ray Allen came down and, like, dunked on that nigga and hung on the rim. <laughs> and I was just like, bro. Like, but, yeah. Reggie yeah. Miller, I don't uh, I'm a fan of Reggie that much. I didn't get it. Like I didn't yeah. get it. <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. All right, let's do some. Uh, since you coach women's basketball, let's do some mm -hmm. WNBA. Sue Bird or Dana Taurasi? Yeah. I know all all the polls got Dan as like the number one player. Yeah, in but the like WNBA, here's but. the thing. <laughs> here's what they might not know about Sue Bird. That motherfucker is so good. Like I don't know if you had to. Got to watch her play. I seen her play college in that run mm -hmm. when they won, mm -hmm. and then a little bit in in um, a little bit so in the NBA. 
I seen her. But I'm a fan of Sue Bird. Me too. Yeah. And I, I'm a fan of Tarasi too. Like I've seen, I got to see Tarasi play a few times. Um, and I'm just like, like she's just one of those like scorers that you just, there's nothing, you could play perfect defense on her. Yeah. And it's still a bucket, right? Yeah. She's what, all-time leading scorer in WNBA yeah. now? Right? I believe so. But Sue Bird was just. I like her game more. She's smooth with it. That shit just looks so easy. Yeah. It looks easy for her. Yeah. Like, and I can't find a flaw. She defended, mm-hmm. shoot it, she could pass it. Yeah. Beats the t- like, it's just one of those things where it's just like, what what can't Sue Bird do? Right. And toughness. And she won. Like you at every level. Not yeah. that Tarasi didn't. Right. But yeah, um, I'm I'm going Sue. Yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm going Sue on that one too. I'm a Sue Bird fan. Yeah. All right. These next two both mm. play for the Comets. Mm. Cynthia Cooper or Cheryl Swoops? Fuck. They yeah, were both wrong. of them four-time WNBA champions. So, so I'm I'm a Rockets fan, right? Yeah. But I was also a Comets fan. Oh, you a Comets fan too? Hell yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. It was cold. Yeah, like, they were killing. I, I mean. don't. So here's the thing. <laughs> I you can't in my book, and I they probably hate this, and I don't know if anyone else thinks of it like I do, but like yeah. you can't mention one without the other. You really can't. And Antina Thomas, uh yeah. who else was on that squad? Um shit, nah, I can't think or was of it. Thompson, her. Tina Thompson. Yeah. Uh but yeah, no, nah, I mean Cynthia they, Cooper was one of like the best pick and roll players in the was, WNBA, probably. She, her decision making was fucking fun. Like she never made a bad read coming off the screen. Yeah. Never made a bad read yeah. coming off. Of and I know that's one of your emphasis when you yeah. when you train and coach, man, is that pick and roll game. She never made a bad read. Like, yeah, I'm gonna drink to that because yeah. fuck that. <laughs> I kind of knew that was gonna happen. Yeah, they they locked in. Yeah, Cooper had two MVPs. Yeah, like three. Like that was. There was nothing you could do with them during that run. Mm-mm. Nothing. Absolutely not. Uh, Becky said, "Shit, since we're aces, mm. uh, Vegas aces over here, Becky mm. Hammond or Lindsey Whalen, both yeah. are coaches now. I know, but uh, so fuck. All right, so if I'm keeping it a buck, Lindsey was a motherfucking dog. Yeah, she was. <laughs> like, yeah, she was. She got three titles. She was a motherfucking dog. Becky was really, really good too. Yeah, like really, really good." So I'm giving I'm giving Lindsay the player. I'm gonna give Becky the coach. Okay. So yeah, because uh, Lindsay Wayne was a problem. Yeah, and and like uh, man, she she I think she led. If I'm mistaken, I think she led the league in assists. Mm-hmm. I think to this day, yeah. I think yeah. yeah. She's all, I'm want to say she's all time top three for sure. If yeah. if it's not number one, yeah. Uh, and then Becky was cold with the three point yeah, shot. Yeah, she can shoot yeah, the shit out of shoot it. That but ball. but uh, I mean, obviously, she has great basketball acuity too, though. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm gonna give her the coach. But like Lindsay, can get the player. Yeah, yeah. I give it to Lindsay. Yeah. Uh, all right, Asia Wilson or Candace Parker? Oh shit! So shit. Uh, oh man, that's a tough one. Only because. Like I, I saw Candace, right? Yeah, I'm seeing Asia, and she's killing, man. She, she year to year, getting better. Like Candace, 
when Candace came into the league, not even when she came into the league, when Candace was at ten, Candace was probably had me watching more women's college basketball. It's either it's a tie between like her and Maya Moore, right? Yeah. In terms of just college basketball, and then I became a Brianna Stewart fan. Yeah, right. After her, like her freshman year, I was like, she's probably gonna be one of the best players ever. Right. Um. But I like I would, I think I probably I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna just go Candace because I, I had a crush on her too. I think everybody did, man. Yeah, it was tough. Like <laughs> it was tough, did. bro. Like I was like, <laughs> and I had an opportunity to go to Tennessee after out of my uh, prep school. Yeah. So we would have been there around the same time, I think. Yeah, you fucked up, man. Nah, because I mean, she's she's married to a woman now. So now, yeah, but she didn't start that way. Okay, she was, so she was, was I'm she trying not to say Felsen? this. I'm trying to no Sheldon Williams, like top five. Oh, other, Sheldon Williams, I'm like, sorry, Candace. If That's you ever see this, and you probably won't, but if you do, like, yeah, <laughs> 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 like, bro, listen, Sheldon. I don't know you, but you top five ugliest people on the planet. Like, <laughs> I don't get it, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, whatever. So Candace Parker. Yeah. Candace Parker. That's funny. Asia, man. Asia, you cold though. Yeah. Like, and, and I got to see you work out and not miss a shot for an hour. It yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forget she goes to Hoop City and works mm-hmm. out. All right. Um, here, I put these two Reno players together. Mm-hmm. Nick Fazekas or JaVel McGee? JaVel's my guy, man. We we talk pretty regularly. Um, yeah. But... I. Nick was one of those dudes where, like, I didn't get it mm-hmm. in terms of, like, we'll be playing, and I'm playing with him. Yeah. And I look up, and he has, like, 28 points. And I'm like, when the fuck did you score 28 <laughs> points? Like a quiet 28. And then we get, you know, we get the stat sheet at the end of the game, and he yeah. has, like, 14 rebounds and, like, that's crazy, man. three blocks. And I'm like... I was playing with you, bro. Like, when did you do this? Right. Like, I've never, I, I, I still don't get it. And I, on record, none of that shit popped off in practice. And you know that, don't fucking lie. Like, mm. I was eating all that shit up in practice. Like, but because it left shoulder hook and <laughs> it wasn't flying. But um, I, re- I can remember, um, I can remember a game we're coming. I want to pl- say we were playing somewhere in L.A. Yeah. I don't remember where. Well, I, I think it was a tournament or some shit. And JaVale had, like, a nasty game. Like, it was – like, he went off. And right. I remember texting him, like, bro, you keep playing like this, you're out of here. Like, I remember we were sitting in the bus. I think I sat in front of him. He sat behind me. And, uh, like, he was just so physically gifted. Right. Um, But – in terms of just basketball at that time, I got to give it to Nick. Nick give was Nick. Bro was cold, bro. Like, I. It's hard because if you watch him play, like he can't run. Right. <laughs> like. Yeah. It's it's it's. Uh, I didn't get to see much of him play. Just mm. you know when when um anytime Reno was in the tournament, I mm. seen some of that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like his name was always he was being cold. talked about. He was like he. But he, you're right though. Like the way he gets his buckets, it's not you would impressive never, or anything like and, that, bro. So we'd be like, so he's seven foot, right? He, he's yeah. taller than me, right? Not athletic at all. Couldn't jump yeah. over a credit card if you paid him. But he would just get every. Re- <laughs> we had a drill, and I didn't realize until after. 
we call it the Nick rebounding drill. Yeah. And I didn't understand at the time, like it was named after him <laughs> while he was still in fucking school. <laughs> like wild. we're still here doing your drill. Yeah. Like he would just get every fucking rebound and yeah. like laugh about it. Like, oh yeah, like there's nothing you could do. It was weird. Yeah, he just has it somehow. Mm-hmm. Some players like that, man. All right, let's do some uh some some Vegas cats. Okay. Marcus Banks or CJ Watson. I don't know if you were here for when CJ Watson was playing. You, yeah, you were I'm, college, I'm familiar. I'm, I'm familiar with him though. Yeah. Um. So funny story about Marcus Banks. Right. Yeah. So I'm at Reno. This is the year I couldn't play. Right. Mm-hmm. This is the, when I was there the first time. And uh, I remember everything about leading up to this UNLV game. Yeah. For a bunch of reasons, and I'm probably gonna say some shit that's gonna get people in trouble, but whatever. So. <laughs> So, like, I can tell you what the scout was. The scout was go under every screen under Marcus Banks, right? right. Anytime he's in a, a PNR, go under. Right. You don't want to shoot. Right. That was the scout. So, game time. Pre-game. Hey, remember, we're going under. Blah, 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 blah. So, in the first half, we went under, or they went under. Yeah. And this fucker hit like six threes. <laughs> so in my head, like I know how this shit works, right? The coaches, the head coach gets mad at whoever does the scout, right? Yeah. Like that's just it. Like this was your fucking scout, like blah, blah. So it's halftime and I would go in every halftime. You know, I was I was a part of the team. I just wasn't on the team. Right. So I, w- I would go in every halftime and like for whatever reason, I didn't want to go in. Right. I just didn't. I was like, uh, don't go in there. Yeah. Don't fucking go in there. So I'm standing in the student section at the bottom, like the team walks in. And again, I'm like, nah, this is not the halftime you want to go in. Yeah. But something compelled me to just like, just check it out. Right. So at the time, because they switched the locker room, but it was two doors, right? So it was the like the door with the pin to get in, and then there was another door, right? When you, I don't know why they did it. Like Is this that. at Thomas and Mac or Lawler? No, this was in, at Lawler. Okay. So boom, we go in. I go in, and I'm hearing. I ain't gonna say his name. They could look it up if they want to, but he's going the fuck off. Right. He's going off, right? So I open the door. And all I see is a a foot hit a player. Damn. <laughs> player flies back, and I slowly close that door <laughs> and walk the fuck up out of there. This is a UNLV. This is UNLV you saw. No, this was Reno. I mean, oh, this was the game. Yeah, it was UNLV versus Reno. Yeah. I go into the Reno locker room. Oh, it was a, a Reno team. Yeah. It this, was your team. Yeah, my team. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, let me get the fuck up out of here. Like, I, it was I, a player or was it a scout? No, I was a player. This is a player. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know what I don't. So, and then Marcus Banks ended up winning the game. Like he he had a, he had a night that night, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna give it to Marcus Banks, but yeah, it's still F U and L V. You see, I'm rocking the, some U and L V shit, man. Yeah, <laughs> I did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. All right, Shabazz Muhammad or Pierre Jackson? Pierre. He was that little fucker's cold. Yeah, he's cold, man. And. Yeah, not nah, the Shabazz hype was cool. It just like man, it just didn't. I guess it didn't pan out. I mean, he, yeah. he made it to the league, and I think he was in there for a few years. But 
Uh, and Pierre had short stints here and there, but like yeah. he's just that fucker's really good. Yeah, Pierre's really fucking good. If, he, if Pierre was six three, he's oh like, he still be in the league right yeah, now. He'd be an all star yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. All right, Zach Collins or Steven Zimmerman? Battle of the tall oh. white dudes from Gorman. So here's the thing. I didn't know Zach Collins existed because of Zimmerman, right? Really? Well, yeah, because, I mean, they played, like, yes. Zimmerman left and then Zach Collins but, came up but, and took over. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, in high school, like, for high school basketball, yeah. I, like, I think I might have come around during the Zimmerman era. Yeah. Um, but I want to say I was I was kind of here for the Zach Collins, too. Yeah. Because I remember him, right? But the hype was so big with Zimmerman. It was, man. And it, like he was like the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Um, didn't translate though, right? Yeah. Zach Collins still in the league. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it to Zach Collins. Um, but that Zimmerman hype was real. Yeah, but oh, yeah. where did he end up? Like, this is the thing. Like, where did he end up going for college? Well, he went to uh, UNLV. And then he, uh, when he stopped playing there, he got. He, I don't remember if he got drafted or just entered the draft, mm-hmm. but I want to say that uh, he did get to a le- uh, he did get to a team, mm-hmm. and it was short lived. Yeah, so you know, but I don't know if it was injury or if it was just like, yo, you just. Not I don't. I don't. NBA I didn't worth. even know he went to UNLV. Yeah. Now Zach Collins really, didn't he was he had the hype there too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Zach Collins. Uh, then he go to Gonzaga though, right? He went to Gonzaga mm-hmm. and then he went. He got drafted to the Blazers. Yeah, and he but and he's, he's still, still balling. Yeah. yeah, so and, you know, like yeah, I'm. Yeah. I so, give it to Zach too. That's actually my my brother knows him, so I yeah. Now he be in and out the to gym too. I right, do some music, man. A little bit of music here. I love it. Jay Z or Drake? Jay Z. Don't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even matter. Like. You gotta remember, I'm a little bit older, right? Yeah, and exactly. I got love for Drake. Like, I'm not, I'll take that back. I don't got love for Drake, but like, if you look at my playlist, yeah, I have a lot of Drake music. Yeah, I feel you. I don't know why. Yeah, because I'm not really a fan. Right. Same. I got a ton of Drake music. But like, but... he's all like he's all. So I tell everybody I listen to Jay Z and Future. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Not really, but like that's. But that's your main two. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So if I need to hear some real shit, it's whole. Yeah. If I need to hear some toxic, trappy shit, it's future. Yeah. And like <laughs> everybody can fall in between, but like that, those are my spirit animals right now. Right. Got you. E40 or Too Short? <sighs> E40. I yeah. love Too Short too, though. Like, but yeah, E40. Yeah. And E40 does a lot with the community too, right? Yeah, but he from Vallejo, which is like. Like thirty minutes outside of Oakland. Too mm. short is actually from Oakland. Okay, got you. Um, oh, I didn't know E forty was from Vallejo. Yeah, I'm from that's the, like uh, yeah, it's true, huh? And Mac DJ, Dre too. Oh, Mac Dre is Mac Dre is from I want to yeah, I think he's from Vallejo too. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, no. Nah. Okay, but E forty though, just that that uh, my Ghetto Report Card album. Yeah, is like that that. That's I can I don't I can name two short albums, but like none that impacted me like that album. Yeah, there. that's the anthem for you. Yeah, Nas or Tupac. Funny story, I'm not really a fan of neither one. Okay, I like. I mean, I'm I'm probably gonna say Pac because I just think and it hurts that you you're not a Nas fan. I'm I'm just so so like <laughs> I'm a I'm a that's my favorite rapper. No, Nas. and I'm with you, right? So yeah. like lyrically, I get it. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. But 
I'm a music lover, mm-hmm. right? So everything matters. Yeah. Right? And I used to produce, right? Like, right. nothing major. I didn't do anything for anybody ever. But, like, that's my, my music is my secret passion, right? Yeah. So everything matters. Yeah. So you can have dope bars, but if the, like, if you can't pick a beat. If the music ain't hitting you. It ain't, I can't really fuck with it. So right. Pac had a cheat code by having Dre around mm-hmm. and. Like, but I, so Nas, Stillmatic album is probably my favorite Nas okay, album. That's a pretty good album, yeah. Right? And that, that's the thing. Everybody's like, Illmatic or right. I Am, like, I, trash production, right? But Jay-Z's my favorite rapper. Yeah. Nas, sorry, ho, but like Nas killed you on Ether, right? right. He Ethered you on Ether. Um, Backwards is probably one of the dopest songs mm-hmm. ever. Like that shit is fucking. I listen to that pretty reg- like regularly. Right, right. Um, like storytelling in complete reverse with like I could see everything that he's saying. Right, right. Um, but like, Hawk got all eyes on me, which is fucking crazy. It's crazy because both, in my opinion, are are poetic. Yeah. But but Pac can do more. He can do mainstream a lot better than Nas can yeah. for sure. And it's I mean, I don't know. I think I think the totality of Pac is different too, right? Yeah, it is. Movies and just like pop culture, like you just you kind of gravitate. It's just funny because I like not even joking. I just watched Juice last night. Yeah. The night before I just watched Belly. Yeah. Like <laughs> um, like not even joking. <laughs> That's right? crazy. For this question to come up. Yeah, and but so like, so I think like the totality of Pac just like supersedes a lot of shit. Yeah. Um I do respect Nas as a rapper. It's just like I like I, I can't even tell you the last time I played a Nas song. Right. Right. Other right. than, you know, like having to go and just be like, I want to hear this song. Yeah. I can't Have you, you heard know? any uh uh Nas's new joints with Hitboy? Yeah, they cool. Yeah. They I cool. I think Magic Three comes out but like, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, it do. But here's the thing, like, nigga, you waited this long. Let's <laughs> like get with it for this. Oh, now I'm gonna get the yeah. busy. <laughs> and, and like the last three albums have been dope, right? Yeah. So longevity, I can give it to Nas, but like, what was gonna hit well, home for me? Yeah, it's kind of hard yeah. to say that with Pac. No, but I'm just saying in yeah. terms of just like I could I could grow to like Nas. Yeah, true. Right. Yeah. Machiavelli is the end of Tupac. Yeah, that was so, it. Go with Pac. Yeah, I'm going Pac. That's cool, man. But I'm gonna I'm take a shot for Nas. All right, I'm gonna take he, one too. He, fuck he, it. He killed. He killed my favorite rapper. I'm glad you said that, bro. Cause like, yeah, I could be honest. No one else thinks so. So, but here's the thing, right? Uh, and I ain't gonna be able to remember the song. Um. So Ether was better than. Uh, well, I can't think of a fucking song from Jay Z, right? Boom. Yeah. But then after Ether, Jay Z made Super Ugly. Yeah. Which was super disrespectful. Yeah, that shit was good though. I, I fucked that with that. That shit was fire. That shit was fucking so, good. <laughs> in in my mind, Hove won. But al- in terms of what was put on the album, Nas won. But like Super Ugly was like condoms in the baby seat. Like, come on, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> come on, bro. 
uh, me and AI got more in common yeah, the, than just balling and rhyming. Get it? <laughs> more in common. Yeah. yeah when like, he said that, I had to like, I was like, wait, who the fuck is Carmen? Like, yeah, you know, it just looked like Google wasn't out yet. So nah, like, you, you had, had to, to ask the homies. Yeah, and then you, the had to, you had to do your due diligence. Yeah. <laughs> Go in the source and like see if you can hear it, like see yeah. articles about it. Go back and try and fucking find the old interview somewhere. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, he was disrespectful. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> My mom can't save you. The gloves is off. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, no, nah, Super Ugly was definitely like And don't nobody ever bring up Super Ugly, which is like, I feel like it's unfair. Like, you have to add You have it. to bring it up, man. That you shit was crazy. I remember when, uh, this is so wild because at the time, it was just word of mouth. Luckily, I had one of my best friends growing up in high school. He was from New York. Mm -hmm. So his brother was going back and forth always with new mixtapes. And that's mm -hmm. the only reason why I knew about Super Ugly yeah. and had it on CD. Yeah. Yeah. Was so we, I was that. in North Carolina at the time. So, like, we were, you know, like, the internet was bubbling. This was, like, yeah. early, like, 2001, 2002, right? Yeah. So, the internet was bubbling. You could you could find the shit, but it was, like, we were, we were listening to whatever the fucking East Coast radio station was. Yeah. Like, waiting for, like, because when, when Ether came out, I remember being like, all right, nigga, like, like, nigga, you got 24 hours to respond. Yeah, you got, yeah, you got some And, like, time. what's yeah. crazy is, like, the shit was happening in real time. It was, man. It was. So, that's why, I don't know. I I mean, I give it to Nas in terms of album, but, like, like nobody ever wants to bring up Super Ugly. And they I don't to, understand Because that shit was, when I heard that shit, I was like, fuck, it's, it's over. It's one of the most disrespectful yeah. diss tracks ever. And no one ever talks about it. Yeah, I think after that, Nas came out with, with Godson. He came with the album Godson. And yeah. it was, like... It was pretty much done after that. Like yeah, now he was just focused. Like yeah. my mom died. Like yeah. this is you know let's let's end it. I'm like, but, like, but, but I'm glad that they're, they're friends now. Yeah, and they're cool. cool now, man. Yeah. All right, Wu Tang or N.W.A. Shit. Neither. Like I'm not. We gotta a take a shot. Then we gotta take. Yeah, a shot. we gotta take a shot. But I'm, I probably need one in here. But yeah, uh, I got you. yeah, no, Wu Tang was cool, but like it's too many of them niggas. Like. I <laughs> I don't know who be rapping, right? Yeah. And then NWA. They got this thing, voices, though, bro. Hmm. But I feel you. If you don't really listen like that. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying, you know, like, I know Method Man and yeah, like Red the Man, ones. Ghostface. Like, I could probably name five or six of them, ODB. Like, we, we can claim it for that because I don't yeah. But, um, and then NWA was cool. Like, it was. I'm not revolutionary. Yeah, it just didn't. I like to I, an extent. I fuck with Cube. Easy was. I mean, like, and then you watched it, the movie. It's like this nigga wasn't even really rapping his shit. Like that's true. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, neither. I mean, they both are important to yeah. music and hip hop for sure. Um, I just yeah, they used two two groups. You didn't really fuck like, with. Like I didn't even really listen to Ice Cube other than it was a good day. Like I right. can't even tell you too. Much. Yeah, I feel you, man. I just and then it's Wu crazy because I never Wu Tang. Really, I can't. Yeah, what's what's I can't name one song. Dang, Cream not is that a Wu Tang yeah, song? Cream is that a Wu Tang song? It is a Wu Tang song. All right, then yeah, Cream. That's go. all I got. It, but it's funny because when I didn't, I never really listened to like West Coast music unless mm -hmm. it was like something on the radio. Yeah. Until I moved out here, and um, someone gave me uh, Chronic. That shit slapped though. Yeah, and that that's when I but that was it. Like I mm -hmm. didn't even really dive too deep. 
Yeah. You know, until recently, recently, like maybe the last 10 years, then it was like, uh, you know, checking out um DJ Quick shit. Hard. You know, yeah, exactly. Shit DJ like Quick that. Was hard. You know, and just and then just even listening to like um, you know, newer guys like uh uh producers in the game, like Thundercat mm-hmm. and shit Slaps. like that. You know, yeah. so nah, it's a it's like I'm weird when it comes to music just in general, cause uh yeah. like obviously I'm I'm from Oakland, but everybody gonna say the bay, but uh like I I just I genuinely love music, so I listen mm-hmm. to Every like I'm a Jay Z fan from Oakland, right? Right. So I listened to everybody big. I like DMX was like one of my favorites, and mm-hmm. um, but Dre, Snoop, who else was coming out of L.A. Like Mac Ten, mm-hmm. my fucking MC Breed, like oh uh, shit, MC Eight, MC Eight. Like it's a bunch. Like I was like it was cool. Yeah. Like, but I wasn't like, oh, you heard the new, man, no. Yeah, you were more of like, a, you you listen to more East Coast music or just it's Jay-Z? Just, just whatever, like, I don't know, <laughs> everything is like if I catch a vibe, like, yeah. like shit, <laughs> my, one of my boys put me on fucking, I don't know if you ever heard of Cuckoo Cow. Yeah, I've heard of Cuckoo in Cow. In my project? In like, my projects. Like, I just listen yeah. to who, like, if the shit is dope to me, it's like, I don't give yeah. a fuck, where you from? Yeah, actually, um, <laughs> it's funny, because I would, I downloaded, uh, in my projects online. That shit slapped. And I had that shit on CD <laughs> yeah. on like four different mixtapes because yeah. like it had to be on every mix that, that I had to play. So yeah. I'm one of them where like it didn't, I wasn't like regionally biased. It's right. just whatever was fucking like slapping at the time to me, like right. that's what I was listening to. So like I give be with my boys at the crib and they'd be like, what the fuck is this? And I'm yeah. like, nigga, don't worry about it. Like I'm, this is what I'm on. Like, yeah. Y'all can go and listen to whatever you want to listen to. And then, you know, everything kind of changed around the Bay once Mac Dre died. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't even a Mac Dre fan. Mm. Until, Did you listen to uh, Andre Nicotina? Because he's who? out. Yeah, it's a dude <laughs> from your side of town. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. like, if it, like, after Mac Dre died, that's yeah. when I started listening. I'm like, I mean, like, I've heard songs, but I wasn't, like, checking right. for Mac Dre. right. Oh um, shit! He died when the blackout around the time the black album came out. Was it two thousand one? No, like oh, oh I'm sorry. Oh, four, oh yeah, oh, five. I'm thinking of Blueprint. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, black, black album. Yeah, it was oh four oh five. It might even be oh five oh six. Like maybe oh three oh four. No, it was after that. Black well, whatever. album. Whatever. I was in junior college when Black Album came yeah. out. So, like, Mac Dre died around that time. Yeah. So, like, no, actually, you might be right. Cause I was in high school when Mac Dre mm-hmm. when, I, when that happened. Um, we were just bumping his shit. Yeah, so I, I I was late to the Mac Dre party, and then I started listening. I'm like, oh, this shit yeah. cool, but like, nah, like yeah. it wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> checking for Mac Dre like that either. I so, see, man. Uh-huh. all right, we're gonna get off the music here. The last one we're gonna do is loyalty or respect. Loyalty for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, shit, I got it. That's tatted on me. Yeah, me and my boys, we we. We have we I call I tell everybody we a gang. I got the the, the loyalty kanji on me and yeah. we loyal fam. Like that's respect is uh so respect is mandatory, mm-hmm. right? To me, for me, right? right? That's that come before almost anything. But mm-hmm. in terms of but in terms of the two, loyalty is so much there's so much power behind being loyal. Um, it's almost to a fault. Right. right? So 
the way I'm going to explain it is going to make it sound like a bad thing, but like I just need people to really understand. Some people choose love, loyalty over love, right? Mm. Um, I know we talk about people talk about love, and if you love somebody, yeah. right? Like you will never do these things, right? Yeah, which is bullshit. Right, complete bullshit. Right, people kill people that they love. Yeah, all the time. Right. Yeah, that's why the first person they look at is, you know, right relationships, mm-hmm. parents, uh, all it's, that shit. It's yeah. the people you love, right? Yeah. You love them so much, you're willing to take them, yeah, from this earth because you can't either have them the way you want them, or they hurt you and you love them. Yeah. So you. It, it triggers something, but when you are loyal to somebody, mm-hmm. you never wrong them. Mm-hmm. You you can't wrong them. Yeah, right. You don't want to lose that whatever bond or chemistry that you have, right? So respect sits in a different stratosphere to me. Like okay. it's not the same. We yeah. it's not the same conversation, yeah, right? Can't, it doesn't weigh the same. Because yeah. I I deal with, and it's funny because. <laughs> Nipsey was like, we got to change the way we deal with disrespect, mm, right? Mm. And that cost him his life, right? Yeah. I can't change the way I deal with disrespect. Right. I can, I can couture it to make it um, where I'm not acting impulsively, right. right? But my respect is mandatory. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't deal with disrespect well at all. Right. As a coach, as a teacher, as a man, right? I don't. So I instantly check that, like instantly, like nah, we're not doing that. Right? Kids at my school, nah. Like I'm not your parents. You're not gonna talk to me any kind of, like referees, right? <laughs> <laughs> like parent, like nut. All that goes out the window. So that's a different conversation, right? But loyalty is unwavering. Right? Loyalty is unconditional. Like how we say love is, nah. What you're really talking about is loyalty. Right. You want unconditional loyalty because if you loyal to somebody, you'll ne- you'll ne- you might make mistakes. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but you never right? doing even wrong. in relationships, right? You are gonna make a mistake, but like if you're loyal to that person, you want to do everything possible to fix that. Yeah. Yeah. Everything like look, I fucked up. Right. How can I? But yeah. So loyalty for sure. It's, it's loyal fam forever. Got you, man. Is that the squad? Yeah, he grew up with. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's dope. All right, man. I want to. I want to touch on UNLV just just real quick. Ugh. The season coming up, Ugh. but I want. I want to talk about it because I know you probably you probably help these kids at some time yeah. in, in their life playing ball because they have uh, uh they got three Vegas cats actually mm-hmm. four. One's a walk on, but they got three of them. Mm-hmm. DJ Thomas, who's mm-hmm. gonna be a freshman. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and from what I understand, he's going to be the starting point guard this year. From what I understand, possible. I, I don't possible. know if it is or not. Possible. Uh, Isaiah Cottrell, mm. he mm. transferred from West Virginia. Should have never left, but go ahead. And then, <laughs> and then Jalen Hill, who mm. transferred from Oklahoma. Right. Post-grad. So how do you, how do you think? Yeah. How do you think? Uh. And, and then and let me shout out Nick Walters. I think he walked on. He's. I don't know if you know him, but he played at Coronado. Okay. And then he went to CSN, so he walked on. Okay. Yeah, um, but they got they got several uh, Vegas cats. But how do you think they're gonna do this year? Because everyone's talking about it. we got to keep talent at home. And I think here's here's several kids. It's not like we've had 
we didn't have three kids from Vegas at one point, but right. I mean, these kids are pretty, we're pretty solid basketball players mm-hmm. out here. So a few things, right? So I, obviously I, I've coached DJ, trained DJ, yeah. um, been around him since he was in the fourth grade, mm-hmm. uh, coached with his pops, uh, someone who I 100% respect as a coach, yeah. has great basketball knowledge. Yeah, does same. A, does a great job with developing kids. Yeah. For for, um, the, for those that don't know, his dad is D. Don Thomas, mm, who's a point guard at uh, UNLV. At UNLV played under Tark. Yeah, led the nation in assists one year. Yeah. Like monster um, as a player, um, and a monster as a coach too. Yeah. Um, I've learned so much from him. And he probably don't even know it, but one of the people I, I I admire and look up to is in terms of just being a coach and even as a father. Mm-hmm. Um. So ultimate respect to him. Um, and I got to see DJ. I, like, I remember the first time I was in the gym with him. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking he's in the sixth grade and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man, dude, like he's going to be all right. Yeah. And then I was like, no, nah, he's only in the fourth grade. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, nah, there yeah. ain't no way. He was so much more advanced than everybody. Yeah. Um, Jalen, I coached. Uh, he played for my club when I had my own club. Uh, trained him for... Several years. Uh, had Isaiah uh, when he was sixth, seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Coached him, trained him. Um, it was super dope for me to say I played big or small part in all of their lives at right. some point. Um, and to have them all at UNLV, <laughs> I got to do it every time. But <laughs> Rivalry. Yeah, not really, but. Uh, we kicked the ass a lot, uh, <laughs> but to have them all to, there yeah. together is, is super fire to see. Um, I'm I have to go to UNLV games. Yeah, but we can pull up, man. We can pull up. Um, I'm gonna be wearing my Nevada jacket though. Just be clear. <laughs> uh, but it's super dope to to see all three of them there. Um, hopefully, everybody stays healthy. And, yeah. Um, I I think um, they all bring something different to the table. Um, I hope that, you know, all the holes that UNLV has been missing over the last few years to kind of get them over the hump. Um, they can address those. I know, you know, DJ has a great basketball IQ. He can score the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a really good facilitator. He He's a leader. Um, Jalen is a really good defender. Um, he's expanded his game on the offensive end. Um, Isaiah has been polishing his game up. Um, hopefully he can stay healthy throughout this season because that's kind of been um, what's been keeping him off the floor. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with all those pieces, I hope that they can put it together and just lose to Nevada only. But, um, <laughs> like, I, they have – I think they have what's required to make some noise and kind of yeah. um, get it going, you know, Jalen's there on a one year, one year deal because he's in his post grad. Yeah, this is it for him. Um, I can't remember Isaiah's situation. I want to say he's a, I want to say a sophomore. I want to say, but I don't. I think he, he got to be a junior at least. Probably, but it should be a junior at least. But I mean, because everybody got the COVID year too, so I don't. I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Yeah, where he's at. Um, in terms of um, how many years left he has in terms of eligibility, but super skilled kid, 
Yeah. Um, so hopefully, um, it all they can all put it together and, yeah. and give themselves a chance to be really, really good. But like I said, do you think they got what it takes to win the Mountain West? <clears throat> Mountain West is tough, man. It's, it's tough, yeah, especially for UNLV. It's it's tough, but I can't even say but. Um, not that it's top heavy. Um, but they do have to go through San Diego State. You gotta go through San Diego State, man. Um, which you know has been hard to do for a lot of these teams yeah. playing in the in the Mount West. I mean, in, uh, yeah, in the Mount yeah. West. So and it's, it's hard to get that that bid if you don't win the Mount yeah, you West. Gotta, you gotta win. You gotta win. You know, it's well, not I like mean, it's a power you, five conference. Yeah, so unless you, you've just been beating the shit out of everybody in your top twenty five yeah. team. But which, even then, like I don't feel like their schedule is strong enough to get that. I haven't even seen it yet. So they got a uh, Florida State. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna just say teams that I feel like mm. they'd ha- they'd have to be to even be considered yeah. something in the nation. Uh, Florida State, Dayton, Loyola Marymount, St. Mary's. That's gonna be a, a game they need to yeah. win. Uh, Creighton. That's a game they're gonna need to win. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, if they don't win the Mount West, I don't think they'll make it to the tournament. Yeah. But um, and that's 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 what as as someone who is a product of a mid major we we understand what those games mean yeah um so yeah it's tough it's a tough road and mm-hmm. as much as we talk about power 5 schools like mount west isn't a isn't a cakewalk no nah, it's not um, for sure there's teams out here i mean yeah. you know i uh, wish i wish they would move Gonzaga to the mount west too but yeah cuz they over there just fucking yeah, it's, running it's, over teams yeah, besides so, st marys but but, but you know, with the shift, I think at some point San Diego State's going to end up in a Pac-12. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so you know that might open some yeah. doors for DJ and Isaiah if nothing if nothing can get going this year. But yeah, um, yeah, it's going to be an uphill battle. Yeah. Um, but I, like I said, I think they have really good pieces. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Jalen had a really good year his last year at Oklahoma. Um, it's you know. It's tough um, being at a Power 5 school, right? And it takes time to to figure the game out and kind of find yourself. So I think uh, he found himself last year. Yeah. Um, especially with, with Reeves not being there. And, you know, it allowed him to get a few more shots up. Right. Um, but he's always been really, really good defensively. Um, and like I said, if if Isaiah can stay healthy, I think he helps them a lot because he can shoot the ball. Yeah, he's a pretty skilled big. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they put the ball in DJ's hands, he's proven he can. I mean, I, obviously at the high school level, but um, I think he's one of those kids where his game translates yeah. really well to college basketball. Yeah. Um, you know, me and his dad had a conversation a couple years ago and I don't know if I'm spilling the beans, but nah, you he, good, he was saying we we're not we're not preparing for high school or college. We're we're preparing for the next level. Yeah. So I think his approach over the last couple of years has been I mean he he bumped his name <laughs> Yeah, he's to, not, yeah, he's you know, supposed to forego to, his senior year yeah, of high school. He's so, supposed to be in high school one yeah, more year. <laughs> so I I I think they might have it figured out. Yeah. So I I think he's going to be ready um, coming in this year. Um, I'm excited to go to the games, man. Like uh, I'm not excited, but I'm going to go. I haven't. Well, obviously. 
I haven't been excited to see a UNLV game in a minute. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think it's really just because of the kids, man, because I've mm-hmm. seen them come up. Uh, DJ the most. Yeah. Uh, I saw him play. He came to the school I was coaching at in sixth grade, and mm-hmm. he dominated. Yeah. And then at Liberty was dominant, you know, so. Yeah. I personally think that he's going to, it might take him a little bit, a couple games, a few games, but I'm confident that he's going to figure it, it out might, pretty soon. A, I, I think... I think he'll be ready to go sooner than people think. Yeah. In terms of just like having it figured out. Yeah. Um, what I what I try to explain to everybody is this at the end of the day, at at the very root, it's basketball. Yeah. And if you understand basketball, like you can go and take some bumps here or there, but mm-hmm. I think he's he's well adjusted to make that like bend that corner. Mm-hmm. fairly quickly. Yeah. And he's so, his maturity level on the court too is just just with the he's just a I've never seen a kid uh, be in the gym as much as DJ. Because, mm-hmm. like, the dude was in the, the – he was in the gym at, in school. Mm-hmm. And I'd leave I'd leave work and go to Hoop City, mm-hmm. and he's there. Mm-hmm. And then he's there before – he's there after I leave, you yeah. know? So, like, uh, I'd never seen that kid, like, not in the gym. Yeah, he he's – you know, my motto is the grind, right? And yeah. he's – he encapsulates that probably more than any other kid yeah. that I've been around, um, with the exception of a few. But yeah, he, all of them. Yeah, Tyus is all of them coming man. up. Cayman and and Brooke, the twins, they're coming up, um, and I think they've all kind of just committed to being, you know, great. Yeah, um, it, the, the dope thing is too is like, uh, you know, with D Don, you know. Um, being a father and all that, and mm-hmm. and and their coach, mm-hmm. but I've never really seen him overdo it as a parent, right? You know, like some parents do. You know what I'm saying? Like parent coaches, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he's really just the he f- knows how to do it. Like if it's one parent that I don't give a fuck what he does, mm-hmm. it's it's Dion. Like he can do it. He's it's proven. You know what's, what I'm saying? What's funny is this is this is. Because there's always trepidation, right? When you're yeah. around coaches who coach their kids, it's like, oh, come on, man. Exactly, like, yeah. That happens a lot. So, so I remember <laughs> I remember, DJ did something, right, Yeah. in the game. And D-Don went off. Mm-hmm. And it was a, to me, it was a, sm- like, I, he might have just, like, dribbled the ball off his foot. Right. Right. And he went off on DJ. Yeah. Which I've seen other parents ignore all the mistakes their kids make. Right. And quickly jump on a kid that's not. So to, that was the first time I was like, damn, he's on him just as hard as he would be on any other kid. Yeah. He's not treating him any differently. Right. He's he's in his ass and he's in that kid. Like, And I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, like I get it, and not that he would coach him any harder, right? But he would hold him to any other standard <clears throat> that he would hold any other kid in that West Coast. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. And so when I picked up on that, I was like, "Oh yeah, like that kid's gonna be okay because one, he's not gonna feel like he's above the rest of his team." My dad coaches and owns this program. He's right. not that kid, right? 
He's like, nah, like, nah, he's he's on my shit too. Like hundred percent. I can't I've make seen it. I can't make I can't make a mistake and he just be like, it's okay. Right. No, nah, he's shit, he might <laughs> be on me a thousand times more because I am his kid. And yeah. he feels like I should know better. Like, it was it was that opposed to and I've trust me, I've seen it. I've 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 seen it recently of a dad coaching their kid and blindly like letting shit slide, and as soon as another kid does something, yeah, down their throat. Yeah, and I'm like, that kid yeah. just did the same. Yeah, actually less than what right. your kid did. Yeah, or you know, what I'm saying like, and it was okay. The thing that I love too is seeing like uh, how hard DJ works. Mm -hmm. You know, and his dad's always there with him. Yeah, but just seeing how hard DJ works, and. Uh, you could tell, like, it's it, the passion is really within. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes parents want it more for their kids, mm -hmm. but like, you could tell, like, it's like they're, they're, the level of passion for both of them is it's right. Equal. It's neck, neck and neck, man. Yeah. So, he, he don't, I don't think D Don wants it more than DJ, and I don't yeah. think, you know, DJ doesn't want it. Exactly. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> it's dope. I've never seen it before, man. Yeah. So, like, uh, and, and they're all, they're, they're all like that. Like, yeah, all of them. Tyus man. is like that. And what I, I'm, I'm telling people now, Tyus is different. Yeah. Oh, I, I knew he was different, man. I, I can't wait to see him this year, too, in, in high school. Hey, yeah. He's, 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 he's different. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm excited, there's man. There's two more coming right behind yeah. him with Cayman and Brooke. And they're they're both finding their way too, but yeah, yeah it's a uh, it's a cool family dynamic to see. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I, I have nothing but love and respect for all of them. Mm -hmm. um, Same. They're they're that's a that's a dope unit. Yeah, I, I believe it, man. I, I hope they do it. I hope they get they get to the league. All right, man. Before we we uh, let you go, just a couple more questions, man. Um, three people you have dinner with, dead or alive. Three people I would have dinner with, dead or alive. Yeah. I think the first person, I don't know, man. Like, I'm I'm weird, bro. Like. It's even better. That means the, <laughs> the dinner is going to be, like, diverse. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I, I would love to be able to sit down with, with, with Jay-Z just because. I I think I'm. it's just going to be people I would have, like, I would, I would love to sit down with Jay-Z. Yeah. I don't know why, but, like, that's. That's somebody I followed, like a big portion of my life. I think, yeah. um, big influence. Yeah, big influence on my life. Um, I would probably sit down with the Dream and just talk basketball. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that'd be kind of dope, man. Yeah, that I just want to. I just want to have a conversation and just yeah, just like how we're doing and just be like, bro, like, what were you thinking and like, how did you like, I. I don't know. I just feel like that's a conversation I want to have. And I then, think Hove would have would like that too, though. Low yeah. key, I think he'd have a lot of questions about that too. And then the last person. It's a tough question, man. Yeah, it's a hard one because, like, it's a hard one for me because <laughs> it's not too many people that I want to talk to. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of like people who I would really like want to sit down and like pick their brain because yeah. I. I think like that's that's more. It would be me more. It, I think it'd be me me talking more than them. Yeah, which is like pointless because I'm trying to gain information. But yeah. like, even if they say yes, 
yeah. for a question that I have like that will give me so much insight. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, this is crazy, but Jay Z and Hakeem is that's it's a, pretty diverse, yeah, right? Yeah, that's a solid too, man. Maybe uh, I think I think the conversation would really there'd be a big conversation just with y'all three, to be honest. Let me let me holler at Jesus for a minute, like. Yeah, like throw 20, Jesus on there. 27 year old Jesus. Yeah. Got you. Like 27 yeah. year old, maybe not even 27. Give me like 19 year old Jesus. Man, you already know he probably had it cracking, man. At 19, though, he still, you still got to figure out life, bro. Yeah. Like you don't know, he couldn't have known who he was at 19. Nah. You think he had bitches? I think, I. so what I, you don't want to know what I think. I think. <laughs> You ever seen that I thing when they about this shit to you ever you ever seen that thing when they was like, like Jesus as a as a kid, like a real like five year old, and he, nah, I never. and he fucking with some shit, and they be like, ah, 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 stop, and he look at you like, bitch, like, <laughs> like, like how little kids are, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like he had to, not that he lived a normal life, but he had to be a kid. He was a kid, yeah. And kids do shit where you be like, hey, hey, you. Get your ass from over there. Yeah. What you doing? Climbing on the... But like, he was like... But he was cool with everybody. Like, he was cool with prostitutes. He was yeah, cool but with, I'm like, just, the... the you I'm know just saying, saying so, I'm looking at... See, like, this is the weirdness in me. Yeah. I'm looking at the man. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm just looking at a 19-year-old kid who, like, feeling they self, chest poked out, like, all right, mom. Exactly. All right, That's how I think he was, man. All right, Joseph. Like, hey, I'm up, I'm up out of here. Yeah. Like... Don't talk to me like that no more. Because like, I really I don't think, know. I really think the way that, like, you know, he's portrayed, mm-hmm. I I feel like there's another side of him. 100%. That's, like, more of, Bro, like, listen, us. You listen, know what I mean? Like, listen, come on, listen, man. There's no there's, way. You don't need, I don't even want to go down a religious road, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, we. I feel like we only get the good parts. That's what I'm saying, man. I want, <laughs> that's, what I, that's why I like the answer. Like, bring him on the, in the yeah. table. And let's talk to 19, him about, though. I, yeah. I need him, like, 19 yeah. to, like, 23, where he, like, yeah. he looking at the world for real. Yeah, Not yeah, yeah, at yeah. the end where he know what's coming, like, yeah. where it's still, like, oh, shit, now nah, I'm going to live to be a 1,000. What y'all yeah. talking about? Like, oh, shit, now nah, nah, Like, nah. just the story, just the story they say that he made water and the wine. Like, come on, bro. You tell me, that sounds I'm, like a, someone that likes to turn the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> like, he was, like, we... We finna drink. What yeah, y'all? He's like, like we be cool. No, we had no alcohol. <laughs> yeah, like, hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna be right back. Don't don't go nowhere. I got it. Man. So yeah, like a 19 to 23 year old Jesus. I fuck with that man. Let's put him in there. I fuck with that. That's a good one. Jay Z, <laughs> the Dream, yeah. and Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. All right, you're starting five, but you're playing with him. I'm playing. Yeah, I'm at the four or three four. So obviously at center. Dream's going at the five for me. Okay. Point guard. Who's going to pass me the ball? Because I'm selfish. Like, I want the rock. Yeah. But who's going to give me the ball? Magic's going to give me the ball because I like to run. So he's going to push that bitch in transition. Yeah. So Magic is my point and guard. He definitely pushes the ball. Um, All right. If we need a bucket, I'm going to put... We'll put Mac at the two. I know everybody's like, Jordan, Jordan. I don't give a fuck. This is not. It's just yeah, starting five. If Jordan was on your team, you probably wouldn't see the yeah, ball I at all. I wouldn't get no touches. Now, yeah. now, not that Mac averaged a lot of assists either. Right. But, still, but hey. I'd rather play with my favorite player. Yeah. So, so Magic, Mac at the three. I'm going to put Bron. Mm-hmm. Me at the four. Dream, at the, Dream at the five. That's dope. That makes sense. Yeah. 
and is all that, of y'all are like six five and up. Yeah, we are. How tall is T Mac? Six five? He's like six six. Max six, like seven? six eight six nine. Oh damn! So all of y'all are like six seven and up. Yeah, we we the shortest might be LeBron, right? No, nah, LeBron, LeBron six eight. Magic, I mean, uh, yeah, Magic was six nine. T Mac like six eight, six seven, six eight. Dream seven foot. We all long, athletic. We all can pass that bitch. Like no, I mean, yeah. I don't. I can't remember too many dimes from T Mac, but. Everybody else can At least he can ball. shoot the three, though. You got somebody who can shoot the three. Me, Magic, and, and Dream could defend. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, we'll, we'll, we'll win some games. We'll go like we'll go like 54 and whatever the other side of the map is. <laughs> <laughs> Reach 82. Whatever the other side yeah, of the map is. I don't even know what it is. 54 and Yeah, we'll win 54 games, though. 54 and 28. Yeah. Quick, man. All right, Shay. Coach Shay. Mm-hmm. Um, yo, I appreciate you coming down. Um, sure. I know I know it took a little bit. I had to like organize some of the guests to schedule it, but it's only perfect timing. Yeah, exactly. It's only perfect timing. But I do want to say for what you do for the city of Las Vegas, let me give you flowers. Um it, it's it's great for you to be here for the kids, like, you know, um just coaching them and not really giving a fuck much more than just developing them as kids and giving them the opportunity. Because um, I've seen many coaches around the city that, you know, a lot of it's just for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being just being as real as possible. I know, like, we coached earlier uh, at Foothill for a little bit. It was mm-hmm. kind of spotty. Like, we helped each other. You had different teams. Yeah. It was kind of spotty. But when we got to the storm, mm-hmm. um, like, I learned a lot just from, you know, different perspective of the game. Obviously, you've played at a super high level. So, uh, I was able to to learn a lot from that. But... What you do for the city, bro, is big. You're not even from here. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like, you could easily just went back home and do it there. But uh, Vegas being, in my opinion, um, a secret hoop town. I feel like we got hoopers here. It's starting to know? turn up for sure. Yeah, and, and I don't think we get much credit for it. But um, I definitely think you could be at the base and the foundation for a lot of that. So uh, I hope more people that are listening to this, especially the younger kids, really get um, – a lot out of it. Um, but anytime that you want to come through, man, and just chop it up and I mean, we could talk shit. We could talk about what's going on in the league. We could talk about what's going on in, in, in high school sports, mm-hmm. but um, I appreciate it. And before I let you go, mm-hmm. uh, I want you to give me somebody that you want to see on my show, Okay. but you got to help me get them on here. Oh shit. Yeah. That's, I mean, I I will I will say this. I do think uh having Dion on would be Yeah, I'd love a good that. One. Um Yeah, I I definitely would love to chop it up with him. I didn't really get much time to chop it up with even though I was around him like yeah. for many years, but I never really got like a chance to sit down cuz I was always yeah. working with the girls, but um I'd so love that. so that would that would probably be the first person I think of. Yeah. Um I don't know if you you're familiar with Jamar Clark, but he's mm-hmm. another good guy that's been. Um, he runs the PFB program. Um, oh, okay. He's another one of those dudes that's he's a Vegas guy. Yeah. Um, and you know built his own grassroots program and like put some kids on the map. Um, and then like we were saying earlier, definitely get some 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 kids in here that can yeah. get down. So you know, I'm always gonna. Shout Jalen out and, and right. DJ and Isaiah and 
Um, Desiree, yeah. uh, that's also a UNLV. I think she'll be a she good a one. Senior this year, right? Yeah, yeah, that's um, crazy. She'll be a good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there's a, there's a, no shit. I gotta help him get on. Um, I mean, I could shoot some texts. Yeah, no, we can start. We can start with D Don, man, for yeah. sure, because you know, uh, he's definitely like a legend out here, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. I would love to have him on. Yeah, no, that that'll be a dope show. Yeah, that'll for, for sure, sure be a dope one. But Hell yeah, yeah, let's let's try for D Don get your ass in here. Yeah, man, you already know he, what it is. He, he antisocial, so you know he, we we both like to live in our bubble. But yeah. I think he'll be a good one to have on. Well, shit, man, it's just us two in here, so you yeah. Know, well, shit, he'll easy. figure it out. Yeah. All right, y'all. Uh, Shay, again, appreciate you for coming. Thanks for having and me. And for everybody here, we'll see you guys next week, man. Peace.